Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Like a Street Photography Collective. This is another group chat brought to you by me and all my photographer friends around the world. So thank you guys for joining. Right now we got Chris Facey, John Hendrick, and Jim McDermott. So yeah, welcome. Thanks for joining for as long as you like. Long time, little time, short time, anytime. Appreciate it. Good seeing you guys, but we were just poking fun at Chris Facey's super cool outfit. He's on location and about to start shooting. So you were saying, didn't mean to interrupt you <laughs> earlier, but what do you got? I'm, I'm just on my way to go work on my um, personal photo project now. Okay. Do on you- the Black cemeteries. I'm trying to hurry up and get out there, but sometimes the sun gets in my eyes when I'm driving, so I need yeah. my Shades. sun effects to form without getting in the way. Yeah, you know? but you, you got to have some, the all the way, the wraparound glasses, because you got Michael Jordan no. rings on every finger, and the, the sun's going to reflect off and go up under them. Nah, these, these, these work just fine. These, these are perfect. Nice. How you been, man? How have you been? I haven't heard from you in a little while. It's too bad you're doing okay. Yeah, uh, Okinawa's been, it's been an experience right now. A lot of stuff going on on this side of the world. Um, most stuff that I can't share, but if you watch the news, it's all there for you guys to, to understand. But other than that, I what, was... Are people, are people trying to, people having riots over PS5s over there? Unfortunately, no. They started coming in stock. Uh, I would say the latest craze out here was, I don't know. I don't, we didn't have no, no riots or shortages of anything. I'm making, a, I'm making a, a current events New York City joke. Okay. There was, a, there, was a, there was a big ass riot in Union Square yesterday because a YouTuber told a bunch of Told it all like five million followers he was going to be giving away free PS5s out of the back of a truck in Union Square and didn't tell the cops or anybody and showed up and like 20,000 people showed up and then he was like, I don't think I have enough for everybody and he went to like cut out and then everybody decided to just destroy go wild in, in the streets and destroy Union Square and and yeah, and the cops activated they have like four levels of um of security alert, like emergency and fourth being the highest, which is the, which is what the level is like the, uh, of a nine 11 style event or something like this for grades of alert. And they, yeah. so they, it was actually a level four security alert in the city. So they had tear gas going and shit, all like all crazy stuff. Right. So yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, it was, uh, I'm glad, uh, Ruben Ratting actually was out in the streets and he shot a bunch of it. If you go on his feet, there's pictures of it that are wild. So, um, so, Anyway, that was one of those days where I guess I'm kind of glad I wasn't like just noodling around downtown taking pictures because Ruben got like covered with a bunch of shit. I'm not sure if he got tear gas or what, but anyway, yeah, that's crazy, man. Just another day in New York. Yeah, can't say anything exciting like that's happened in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. No, we have had a super typhoon. Is Lucy still trying to figure it out? It's not, I don't know why it's not connecting. It, it doesn't want to connect to you guys. I mean, we can hear, we hear you, you fine, though. So it's yeah, we hear you and see you both. Yeah, you're good. Okay, I just don't want, I don't want to start driving and then I start hearing the winds of change going on we'll with the AC or something. Uh, that's we'll true. Just put, but, put uh, you on mute. We'll 
say, listen, we'll just, we'll, we'll just see what happens. You control that master Ricky. Are you driving with a backpack on? What do you got going on there? What is this is scary speed. I got my backpack for my camera so I could shoot. And you're driving <laughs> with the cameras equipped. You drive with all of that straps in case you got to jump back yeah, or something? I might get a shot off the side of the road or something. You never know. He's riding dirty. Yo, you really <laughs> driving strapped. You're like strapped, dog. He's got driving dirty. <laughs> All right, we got isn't that, some. Ain't that how y'all, isn't that how you guys do it? It's Everybody doesn't do it this way? You got to keep it under the seat. <laughs> I'm about to. <laughs> I, 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 shoot, I, I shoot something else under the seat. Okay. You understand? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that one does stay under the seat. You're right. <laughs> Good thing this is in YouTube. You'd be demonetized right now. <laughs> oh. we, we could blur it out. Put, put a strawberry over it. Oh, put a blur it out. Put a blur it out. A little Pokemon card. A little kitty. That was a prop. <laughs> it was a prop. Right. We got Chris Mazme. Ma- I'm sorry. I'm just going to call you Chris. Mazmanian. Uh, and we just recorded not long ago, and that was. I was saying it good last time, but we got Chris Masmanian, Dan Baker has arrived, and we got Hank from Tokyo. So, uh, welcome. Oh, Zubair Year made it. More people are starting up, to guys? call in. So, welcome. Uh, <laughs> like to do brief introductions, catch ups on where you are now as opposed to last time we had one of these. It's been a while. What, February was the last one we did? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Super crazy. Sorry. But I'm expecting more people. We'll just see who comes in and who doesn't. If I missed anybody with the link, I apologize. But you can hit me up on Instagram and I'll send it to you. But if you're listening to this now, it's probably too late. Anyways. Yeah, go ahead. Let's see what we got. What's new in the world of street photography and people around the world? All over the place. What you guys got going on? Anything? I don't know, Dan. Didn't you just have a photo walk or something? His Bluetooth. You're either like can you hear me softly to us, or we can't hear you. Yeah. All right, we'll hold on. One second. We'll come back to you. All right. Okay. I, I got some questions sure did, for yeah. for Chris because we know you've been working on this project for a little while. Have you started sure. your your large format? Camera project thing you wanted? No. Okay. I haven't because I don't have I don't have a camera. I don't have the camera yet. Oh, I I just got one from my friend. Oh, you know CJ. Anyway, that thing's kind of big but kind of small at the same time. It's smaller than I expected. Okay. I have a four by five. It's, you, are you using a four by five? Yeah, it's not even assembled. Which one is it though? The Intrepid? Mm-mm. It's it's weird. It's um I, I have a Fujifilm lens for it, but other than that, it's like wood frame and it's got a bellows system. Oh yeah. oh yeah, okay. I don't know. Right. I don't even know how to load the film. I saw a video, but I got nothing. Right. <laughs> it's hard, man. I used to have one and I used to shoot with one and it's a really, really, really slow process, and you better hope that you put that slide back in and out at the right time. <laughs> See, uh, double exposures. I was a little lucky. <laughs> yeah. CJ gave me like all his whatever he had with it, so it's like I have some film. 
It's probably old and expired. The problem is if I shoot it, I don't know who's going to develop 4x5 film. Is it black and white or color? I think it's mixed. Mm. I used to fold mine like a taco and put it in my, like the same as like when I would do my black and white 120 or 35 mil and put it in the Patterson tank. Okay. I don't know if you do your own. Not anymore. It's too long. No. Nah. <laughs> yeah. I would like this to try. I think I would do that in the Kyoto. Yeah. Only because they probably have somewhere that would develop the 4x5 as soon as I pull it out. I can just drop it off. Mm-hmm. Have to mail it out. Worry about X-rays. I know Tokyo definitely has places to go. Anyways, we got Greg. What's up, Greg? It's been a while. Oh, what's up, everybody? How you doing? Yo, are you stateside? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles right now. Man, your passport must. You, you must have one of those passports that comes with the extra pages, right? The big guy. <laughs> it's funny. I uh, I don't, and I made a mistake in getting the like the base one, so I kind of feel bad about that. Thank you for <laughs> reminding me. Are you all mistakes that I made. Are you all stamped out. It's getting there. It's getting there. It will be in time. Um, but that's fine. How's everybody doing? Yeah, we're good. Uh-oh. All good in the hood. Chris Facio there, he's chilling. Hello? Yeah. All right, who had the question for Dan? We can hear you, Greg. Did you get your 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 setup? Let's see. All right, can you hear me? Now we got you. Yeah. 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 There we, we go. Yeah, I've gone to my phone and put headphones in. My computer is just so old now. Definitely needs a new computer. Um photo walk. Sorry mm-hmm. to interrupt the, the chat, guys. But yeah, I've got one coming up. I've got one. It's on the 19th um, of August, which is this month now. So it's only like a couple of weeks. Super excited for that. I think it's going to probably be the largest one that I've hosted down here. Every year they get a little bit more interest in them. So, um, yeah, there's people. It's supposed to just be like the Northern England group because everyone sort of gravitates towards London. That's all in the South. And that's where there's creative hub in the UK which is awesome but I'm like stuck like four hours away um, up north which in the UK that's quite a quite a big distance and no one travels that far but now apparently they've started to so the southerners are now coming to the north of England yeah. to come and shoot with me at the seaside which is um, pretty that's exciting cool. so yeah we've got that coming up we've got um, uh, a few interesting people coming along this time as well and some YouTubers as well so some of it might actually be um, put out there onto the they're coming for web. Your, they're coming for your preset magic. They want to see. <laughs> they really want to know: Is he planting these ice creams on the floor, or does he really find them? Yeah, that's the biggest question. Do you know what? I've not even shot that many ice creams recently. I've it's like wet through. It's um, it's raining here like all the time at the moment. I don't know what's going on. The rest of Europe is in a heat wave, and we're just absolutely soaking. So there's no. Yeah. Drops ice creams at the moment. You better find some ice out, creams. Be like even, <laughs> even, even like a Japan is posting your photos out here. And I know I'm super excited about that. Yeah, it's like wait a minute. 
There's only do, one person do I know origin that takes pictures of ice cream cones. That's a damn baker. I click yeah. on it. <laughs> sure enough. Hey, Dan, oh, do an God. origin story. Take a picture of the ice cream stand. Yeah. Do you know what? I've actually been doing that. I've got a series. I'm editing at the moment as we're talking. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll show you guys. Um, I'm a genius. No one's seen this stuff. <laughs> Literally, let's have a look. Have a look. Where is it? Someone's going to do it. I just cool. shot it last weekend. So I've um, I've got a uh, 28 Sumacron at the moment that, um, like UK, have sent out and have a little play with. And I um, I shot this last weekend. Let me just uh, let's flip that around. Me, yeah, I'll mute myself. Is it going to work? It's probably not, but I don't know if you can see. Yeah. There it is. That's going to be like his new uh, <laughs> marketing photo. Taste the colors yeah, of the world. Sure. I, I said it first, like us. So if you use that go. shit, uh, you owe me a check in the mail. <laughs> but yeah. There's going to be there a, go. a YouTube docuseries about you on taking pictures of people's ice cream cones. It's going to be the weirdest thing ever, hasn't it? It really has. What a niche to have. All yeah, nice right. You're the only There's one eight. doing it. That just so. proves you can take a picture of anything. <laughs> if yeah. You, do you it know right. what? I've expanded out. I've expanded out. I'm finding literally anything I can find on the floor. So this is a... Oh, English seaside. Yeah. Like, pints on the floor. Is he, if he, is he strapping the woman's shoe as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nice. I like that um, building sandcastle picture that you put up where you shot through the foliage of the people on the beach. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was like my favorite. So that was down from, um, I was on holiday. Actually, I went away. So I went down to the like the southwest coast of the UK. Um, I got married um, and then I spent the week you and my wandering around saying hi. Wow. You glossed over <laughs> that real fast. <laughs> I got married. Like, Let's get to the important <laughs> This is the kind of lenses I use. <laughs> I shot spent 20 minutes right talking up. about a 28 minute <laughs> and then two seconds about <laughs> marriage. Got married anyway, so next. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. That's, that's accurate. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty exciting. But then, um, yeah. I mean, it, as a photo community, I think the wedding thing, as guys as well. It seemed like you went. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Who, who did your wedding photos? Oh, it was this. Um, it was this really cool surf photographer that did it. Oh, that's awesome. You have a good date. Yeah, that's it. Right. What lens did you use? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm yeah. interested in. What was the menu for the the reception? Oh, well, that's a good question. I I, I think it was rum with more rum. <laughs> No, there was a lot of drinking. Um, it was like beef. Um, definitely bits only and had rum. Yeah, I don't know. It was a bit of a blur. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Anyway, that's enough about me. Let's hear about some more of you guys. Yeah, what's going on with everybody? Anyway, Ricky, what have you been up to? You're... What up, everybody? Yeah. Oh, my morning. Well, the sleepiest photographer in the country. As everybody's <laughs> Short little synopsis of what I went through. I went, okay, let's see. So I went to, well, first work was busy. I had school, finished my class, was backlogged a lot. So I was working on that. Then I went to Tokyo for a week. And then I went to Korea for a week after that. And then I got COVID and I was, I was done. That was it. 
and here I am now. So just finally catching up on all of the photos that I've taken throughout the year, scanned all my films, got those in, still trying to do some selection processes, see what I could do. But now my main focus is on creating a book and working on the other project for my long term that I've been on. Other than that, yeah, just been busy. A lot of podcasts I was supposed to record got canceled because of COVID. I apologize to all of those people, but we'll reschedule and then get those recorded. And been wanting to do this for a while, but all my weekends were booked. Finally had an open weekend and decided to slide this in to get everybody back up. Other than that, that's a little bit about myself and where I've been since the last time you heard from me. So I pose the same question to the rest of you guys. And anybody who wants to start off first can. Well, I think you're a little... Um you're working on a book is a good segue to left hand publishing. Okay. Let's, let's hear Let's hear what that's all about over there. Yeah, that was actually a wonderful segue from the segue. That could be a segue. <laughs> now, I'm just looking up. So you guys bear with me. I'm like an idiot for the first hour. So I'm awake. Um, left hand printing. That's pretty much the publishing company I started this year. Um, it's been a journey, honestly. Um, my, my, Goal this year is to put out three books for myself, four books for a client. Uh, I would say I'm halfway through the production of that. And honestly, I'm just on the other side of it where I'm learning how to market better. Shout out to Jim for being on my ass about it. Um, promotions is, is like a thing too that I'm working on. But the the whole background of it is is I just I just felt like Presently, we, we, we kind of have this like present past tense thing about us as photographers where it's like we're working right now, but our minds are still fine-tuned to everybody else that did shit before in the past. And uh, we, we got to start like catching up with the times. If we have the ability to actually make a compilation of work, we should do that rather than the, the most commonly used excuse. And I'm going to use the word excuse. I know people have reasons and shit, but it's kind of an excuse. The most... A uh, common thing I hear is I don't have enough work or I haven't been doing this for long enough or it was like things like that, that that's that's not really a fucking factor because you're comparing yourself to somebody that's been sh- that, that shot for like 40 years before they got a publishing deal. Um, we have the tools and accessibility to, to make our our work, uh, what is the word, a physical, tangible, and, and it can have a point to it, you know? Um, so what I decided to do was start a publishing company to help people get their work out there and it's also uh, we we not only we're not only publishing but we're we're doing printing as well. So if you guys have prints uh, or photos that you like to make prints of, uh, let me know. I'll actually I'll have uh, prices up. I should send you guys a link for prices. I'll put it in the chat. Send me usually a, pretty quick. A link to your. mean to interrupt, but send me a link to your website, whatever you got going on, and then I'll just include that. Yeah, yeah can you? Can you put that up? I want to see that too, man. For sure, for sure. Definitely. Uh, All the information about the services are under the service tab. So we're just getting started. We only have three publications so far. Um, I'm releasing two more books in the next two months for myself. 
and my client's uh, remaining three books should be out, totally out by next springtime. So all I'm doing at this point is just taking in inquiries and, and asking and answering questions for people that are interested in making their own books. Um, it is just me. It is uh, a venture I started out of my, my, my attic. But trust me, like within the next year, two years, we're going to have like uh, like commercial real estate space. This way I can just like keep working out of a, a safer unit and everything will be fine. Hi, guys. That, that will be great to have a little bit more information. This is one. Um, Shanjama, you know, I'm designer by trade. That's why I have the magazine and everything. So it will be great to know how I can collab on that. Oh, hell yeah, definitely. Uh, if you would like to reach out through the contact page, I'll have like your information. I can respond to emails and shit like that really quickly. Perfect. But I'm, I'm super open-minded. I'm like, I'm overflowing with creativity to the point where I got to pick up new crafts like, like every year now. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm really focused on making this something that can live on its own and expand from there. Congrats. That's that's why I started the, the magazine just to put the, the work or colleagues out there. You know, knowing that a lot of people don't, you know, doesn't know how to design stuff and market their stuff. Um, that's how I started the magazine first for here for the Bay Area. But then I, I started, you know, because I want people to see, you know, people uncoming new talent and, you know, well-known and combine them like Probably, you know, uh, well-known photographer doesn't know about this new oncoming uh, photographer, but that's the idea of the avenue, you know, make that mix and match. Mm -hmm. And also help them out because they are afraid to put their word, but I say, okay, I will care. I will do the magazine and then we will showcase your work. Yeah. Really quick, introduce your magazine for those who don't know who you mm -hmm. are or what your magazine is. Introduce yourself and your magazine and what the magazine intended purpose. Of course, my bad. Yeah, um, I'm Juan Sostre, Sostre.shots. Uh, I have the Avenue Street Photography Magazine. It was created and based here in the Bay Area in California. Um, I'm actually from Puerto Rico, but I have been living here six years. And when I moved here, that I started doing street photography just because I've I was commuting to the for work to San Francisco. I started shooting street, and then I said, "Hey, here's no no. They don't have a magazine, and so a lot of talent here." So, first, my idea was like to showcase the work from here, from the Bay Area. As a designer, I, I work as a creative uh, art director for advertising. I said, "Like, well, I don't have to pay no one, no one to do a logo. I don't have to." Pay no one to put everything <laughs> together. So I started creating the, the magazine here. And, and then I expanded for the second issue. So, yeah, I'm the owner, creator, and designer for the Avenue Magazine. So, hey, shout out to you. You gave me a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, it's all about collaborating and, uh, you know, chatting before with Reiki. It's like, hey, how I can help you. Um, you know, in the last issue, we uh, have an ad of the uh, for Reiki because for me, it's now about the money. It's about growing all together. You know, and especially 
showcase people out there what we do. You know, a lot of people, they don't know, they see you with a camera. So, and, but talking about design, and that's what I'm asking how I can collab. It's how I can help, like even creating a logo for something. If you're, you want to do a scene and you're looking for to do a logo or just how I can put this together, um, just reach out because that, you know, that's my expertise besides doing photos. Being out there, you know, designer full time. I think what's cool about people kind of doing things themselves is it's like, the, I don't know about you guys, but there's this whole thing you have sometimes where I feel like, you know, a lot of us are waiting for permission or waiting for validation from dealers, museums, photo contests. It's like, oh, someone's going to acknowledge what I've done and why it's good and why it's important. And then I'm going to feel like what, what, what I'm doing is worthwhile. And I really think what you guys are doing um, by putting out your own work is, you know, in such a substantial way is, is the way you got to do things now. Is don't wait for people to tell you you're good. Don't wait for people to tell you, oh, you can do this. Just fucking do it because, you know, you're going to be waiting until you, till, till you're 90 if you're waiting for somebody to come along and say, Oh, let me put this in a museum or let me sign you up to a gallery deal or represent you or whatever. And it's like, you got to create your own audience. And then all of those gatekeepers will start paying attention to you, you know? So manifesting and doing your own thing. It's like, it's, it's a, it's a real inspiration to me to see. I mean, Wes, you just, you, you were like, Oh yeah, we've only got three books out. I mean, fuck three books already. That's more and you're going to have eight books out by the end. But, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's real. That's, that's substantial work. And that, I think that's what we have to do because it's, there's a, there's a lot of that rhetoric of like street photography or photography in general doesn't mean anything or it's not important or it's not real art or whatever. And, and you got to prove them wrong. Just do it yourself, man. Build, build it. And then the gatekeepers will show up to your gates, you know? Yeah. Jim, I, I also, you know, I did it the same way. I started doing my own book after I had, the first year, the Fuji. And I said, oh, just for fun, let me, let me put out there, but with, you know, my year birth, uh, was 79, it was 79 frames. And I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to hire anyone. So let me put my first book out there. And after I put out there the book with, it was a good feedback, you know, people were getting my book. I was like surprised. Then I said, huh, I can do a magazine too. You know, um, and I went for it and a great decision. I feel like it was a great decision, but validation is good because making you feel comfortable when people validate your work, but it's like you're saying, take the risk. It's better to say that you tried that I did nothing. Well, but also I think that the, the validation thing, you know, it doesn't come on our timetable. Like if, if you look at um, what happened with, um, Ray Barbie and, and Glenn Friedman and those guys like who had just started shooting skateboards, skateboarding because they were passionate about it 30, 40 years ago and punk rock and whatever. Like Nobody thought that was worth shit. And now those guys are selling prints for like serious money, putting out big books, big career retrospectives, super well-respected, doing designs with Leica and sneaker companies and shit. You know, but it, it took 30, 40 years for them to get that recognition. But they started doing it on their own and didn't ask for permission. And they get the validation, but that's the trick with the validation. It's almost like the validation comes when 
when you, you know, don't care. Know. It's, it's like the girl that breaks up with you and, and you're all fucked up and then you get skinny and you, because you don't want to eat because you feel bad. And then you go out there, you got all this mojo and you got all these like, all of a sudden you got the magic. You're talking to all these girls. And then like eight months later, she comes back and you're like, not really that interested, you know? <laughs> You know, it's one of those things where like, once you, once you don't give a shit about it, it's when it's going to come to you, you know? So, so it's like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that was the best analogy, but, but, um, it was a good it, it worked, it worked, bro. <laughs> nah, I think you're right. It's, it's kind of, uh, the mode right now. Like we got to get out of that mindset that, you know, we're waiting for somebody to tell us that we're good enough and we just have to be focused on doing what we do for us and, you know, like make sure that our art is our art. And, you know, you go to Instagram, you can see a lot of different stuff that looks the same because everybody's like following what they think the algorithm wants or what they've seen somebody else do. But I think there's so much more value when you're actually doing what you do. And that's always going to have an audience. You know, you don't know what that audience might look like, but you shouldn't care either. You know what I mean? You like but you you should have consistency too. Yeah, yeah, and but the consistency will come the more you do it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all fall into our little. Uh, I mean, we all dress a certain way every single day. Like everybody knows what you know. John might show up. There's his hat. There's his shirt. That's John. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like those those flavors will be present. But I mean, we just got to do it and not worry so much about. I mean, we get into our heads a little bit too much, I think, but doing it is, is how you remedy that. Yeah. Well, and also to, to back up what, what Greg's saying, I, I think you said something really important. Consistency, be consistently you. Mm-hmm. The trap of the algorithm and of the Instagram thing, it's like, oh, I got to have my feed be all a certain type of thing because otherwise people, if they, if I always post pictures of buildings and suddenly I post a picture of a kid, it's going to throw my audience off and I'm going to lose them. Right. And that's a, that's a trap. It's like, you know, Andre Cortez said, like, you, you, a photographer has to photograph everything. And it, it, as long as it's you, it doesn't matter what you're photographing, but it's just got to be you. So don't let consistency turn your pictures into one type of pictures, because I think that's a, that's a trap, personally. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, two things happen, right? Like, if you do that, you kind of promote the idea that we're all different we all have different visions and all that and that kind of validates photographers as a part uh, apart from like the photography and what i mean by that is like back in the day they were buying a photographer purchasing the work of a photographer because of who that person was not so much about you know i need a sharp image you know because nowadays you can get kids that don't even know cameras that get a job as a photographer just as a company or brand might need something to look nice but instead of like, no, I need a peacock piece. It has to be peacock's work, period. If he's over you know there. I mean? Like that's that's what I want. He's there. He's watching you. Who? Peacock. peacock. Yeah. Oh no, that's the homeboy right there. Peace, bro. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? Um, so bad, but yeah, of course. Yeah, Wes, Wes. What's up? I'm I'm I hate saying that, but but I'm I'm proud of you, bro. Like I, you know what I mean? Think I've been around and I think I seen I seen you go through your, your phases, figuring this thing out. And like you, you're like the definition of perseverance in this game right now. Because I've seen you start out one way, tap into another, step back, 
reassess, figure it out, tap into something else, and to see you like, yo, you know what? I'm not even just going to put out my own work. I'm I'm starting this company. I'm helping other people get their stuff off the floor. That dream's dope. Thank you. Man. So I know we we don't talk often. I be in my little bubble out here in this on the West Coast, but I'll be seeing you. And I appreciate that. Yeah, no, nah, thank you, man. Where I'm just there. What's up? I you said from the West Coast. Where are you? I'm in I'm in LA now. Okay, I'm in the yeah. Bay Area. Okay. okay, I gotta go to San Francisco in a few weeks, man. Oh, watch out, man! <laughs> just I do work out there almost a little consistently. I do work out there, so I definitely know what you're talking about. Where, um, where our offices are. We literally have like one side of the street is okay, the other side of the street is just like not on yeah. that. But <laughs> um, I'm always there in the, in the CD. You know, I live in San Jose, but I go. You know, San Jose is not a lot going on. But I'm I spend all most of my time over there. Actually, I'm going later today, uh, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I'm always shooting with the guys there with Dre, Patrick, and Steven and Harry. Yeah. Uh, those are my boys, but it hit me up. You know, they are right now out of town, so probably I will go today alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm sa- I'm saying, hey guys, I don't know if you see my post, but I, here in San Jose, like a, it's going to be a month and a half. I got started here. They tried to take my camera, so my arm. Got- so you know, watch out when you're in the city. You know how it's getting crazy. I told everybody. Um, it's fun to go and shoot there, but pay attention to your surroundings all the time. Damn, I was, listen, man, I was coming back from McDonald's, uh, walking into the office. This is crazy. And, like, if, you, if you're if from, like, an urban area or just an area where shit happens, you kind of develop these spidey senses for things happening. Yo, I got a big-ass bag of McDonald's in one hand, drinks for everybody in the office in the other hand, and I'm walking down the street and I see this kid. He got to be like early, mid-20s or some shit like that. But he just looked like he up to some bullshit, bro. He just looked, he got the look in his eye. <laughs> he wanted your cheeseburgers. Yo, as, as we're walking, bro, as we're walking in the same direction, like uh, he didn't notice me until after I noticed what he was doing. So fam went behind the car, started like scraping his knife on the ground trying to sharpen the shit. Like, I guess like for himself, like, you know, that's just how he was rolling. But I'm standing there, I'm like, yeah, this backpack is worth way too much money right now to actually just let the crazy. So as soon as I got to the door, I knocked on it. I was super, like, not to say surprised, but like, there was literally somebody right there at the door waiting for me to get the bag. <laughs> There's no joke out there. Bro, I usually tell people, uh, like, when you leave the Bay and you go back to like your urban area in the East Coast, you, you kind of just like, all right, this is, very relaxed environment in comparison. <laughs> nah, man, I'll I, I keep it out there, but it, it is definitely the Wild West, so I know what's up. And I'm just saying that, you know, to anyone that comes, you know, because you're a party we want to stay safe out there. Um, and it's fun to go and shoot over there, but yeah, hit me up when you're in town. Yeah. I, I'm there photograph. Usually, I'm there photographing. Um, we have a, a, a grow up out there, so I'm usually in the office just making photos of weed and shit, bro. <laughs> That's nice. 
hard work, huh? Hard work. It's, 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 the shit is cheesy because you get bored real fucking quick, you know? Weed is just weed. It's, it's green, it smells good, you know? So you kind of got to really be creative to figure out what it is that you're trying to make out there. It's not like street photography. It's not like the weed gonna pop out and say, hey, you know? It's just like, you got to do all of that thing. Yeah, just hit me up and it will be, go, uh, it will be great to go and go around and okay. shoot for a bit. I got you. I, I just followed you on Instagram, so I'm going to reach out when I, I got like news on my next trip. So who Perfect. else? Who else is working on some projects right now? I know Greg's all around the world. He's literally a world traveler. Frank's in Paris right now. He called me earlier. He said he was going to join, um, but he was still a little jet lag from his trip. So he said if he's sleeping, he might not. But other than that, we got a full room right now, and I'm trying to let everybody get a opportunity to introduce some projects or whatever it is they're working on. So if anybody like to go ahead, welcome. Tony's been a while. Well, Chris and Chris on the spotlight right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Make them talk about something. All right, Chris, it's you. Wes called you out. Hey, Chris. It's three Chris's now. Chris uh, and Chris. Yeah, Chris, Chris, Chris is all over the place. Oh, what, uh, all right, which Chris were we talking you know, about? I don't know. What was it, Facey? All of them. Cocoa butter? Whichever one. Rock, paper, scissors to see who goes first. All right. All right, man, ready? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll, I'll talk about what I'm doing real quick. I just, I, I've never been uh, on one of these with you guys, so thanks for uh, thanks for doing this, Tricky. This is really cool. I'm going to reach out to Juan, and what's your name, left-hand printing? West. All right. Yeah, I want to reach out to you. My name is West, bro, but but yeah, that's the name of the company. Yeah. So, all right. So I've been just I've been shooting street for a while, and I've, I really found my niche in doing uh, just portraits of strangers, real close up, thirty five mil or twenty eight mil. Uh, you know, I like to do a little environmental stuff in the background, but uh, that's what I've been working on. I'm in Baltimore, and I shoot in DC and Baltimore. Right now, I'm down at the beach, uh, Ocean City, Maryland. But that's what I work on, man. What I love about this is when you travel, you already know to who to reach out. Like, hey, I know this guy is in, in this town. Yep, so yep. Thank you, Ricky. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm going to L.A. next weekend if anybody can see that. So, so going back to a little earlier discuss, discussion of starting now and not waiting for later is like, the same thing I've said this many times before with my podcast where I wanted to do something with this many years before I actually started and I had all the equipment I just didn't know what I was waiting for and then I just looked at it one day and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it and I started recording I was recording by myself and now here I am about two years later and I'm connecting everybody literally in all different cities of the world I don't think I got anyone saying well Chris, you're in Texas. Mazmi. No, that's me. I know you're. <laughs> yeah, in no, Texas. I'm in Baltimore. Shit, uh, I'm in Baltimore. All right, go. So nobody's in the same. <laughs> oh no, uh, we got uh, Juan, Greg, and Peacock. You are in California. So other than those yeah. three in the same time zone, like nobody else is. So yeah, I was late. Right? I said, "Oh shoot, wait." When you sent me the the link, I said, "Oh." 
Chris, you said you're going to be into uh, Los Angeles next weekend? Yeah, man, I'll be in Venice. Okay. For, for a wedding, but I have a couple of days to, to walk around a little bit. I'm definitely bringing my camera. Oh, that's cool. Maybe um, I got to catch up with Peacock anyway. Maybe we should try to coordinate something. Try to see each other. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I'll be out on the on that side of town next weekend too. Me and I with a few friends to walk around. So, see the Saturday night or we doing Sunday afternoon. We, we, could, we could figure that out. Nice, nice. All right. We'll put your, put cool. your Instagram, I'll put my Instagram thing up here. Right. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Ricky, a list. Later though. you can send all the IG accounts so we can connect. Yeah, so what I'm doing, I'm, I'm writing well, I'm, the I'll put now. mine in the chat. When I yeah, up- that will be great. Yeah, when I upload this, I'm gonna put everybody's account. Who? I don't know. Who this that is. will be great. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Autocorrect. So, uh, talking about work right now, I am uh, putting getting to get together. Uh, they reach out from Barcelona, so I will be in charge of a, test, a street photography festival in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Called Focus, so I'm working on that, uh, bringing everybody together that will be in the show, and that will be for November. So it's a lot of work because I'm connecting, you know, beside the magazine, like Ricky said, it's that's one of the things that I love about the magazine connecting with everybody out there. But the show, I feel privileged when they reach out to me to be in charge of this one and, and because it's the third year of this festival in Mexico. So I'm working on that and I know I'm going to learn a lot dealing with a lot of people. Also, uh, being bilingual, that's why they reach out like, Hey, you have the magazine and you're doing great work with that. So it would be great for you to create and design this show. So that's where I am right now with, with that show. And I will give you more information later when everything is said. Juan, what's the, where is that show at? It's in Tabasco, Mexico. You're gonna oh, take, I like Tabasco. You're going to take Harvey Castro with you? Of course. You know that Harvey was with me on our show here through your eyes that we put together in Maine. Yeah, and all the all those guys that were in the show, Harvey, Harry, Patrick, uh, Patrick is all always chasing daylight. Um, Dre, Dre, we, Stephen Lasso, Laszlo, and myself, and then I'm right now. I'm putting that show that we uh, that we did here through your eyes. Probably is going to be through your eyes, black and white, but out of California. You know, bringing more people from the stage and make it, make that a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's my plan. That's what I'm working to finalize if that's going to be the topic, you know? And I already have the list of the photographer that will be on uh, in the show. So, you know, it's a lot of work because reaching out to everybody and then I'm putting right now a tech presentation for, for all of them, letting them know this is what I'm looking for and the way that I'm going to create the, the work move forward yeah so i was supposed to record a podcast with harvey in may and he forgot he had that show uh-huh. so the we had yeah and with me too yeah we called up 
And he's like, oh, man, I forgot that I got to do this exhibition. So I try to reschedule that's, with him, but he's he's been busy. I haven't got a, a date. That, that happens with me, remember? Yeah. That you told me, and it was the day of the show. I say, oh, the same day of the show. We had to, like, uh, have an, uh, another day. But, yeah, it's the same. Um, yeah, those are my buddies here. Great guys, great photographers. So, you know, bringing this to Mexico and having that chance, I'm not going to let my my guys out, you know. I want them to be part of this one. Ugh, sorry. Tell uh, Harvey I said what's up. Yeah, I will tell him. I think he's right now in Mexico. Yeah, he's always shooting. I have a he, question. What's that? He prints on jeans? Is that right? Yeah, he prints on jeans. Does anybody see that? He, he prints his photos no, on right. actual denim. Yeah. He wants to yeah. do the same thing for a show, but the owner of the show, Harry, uh, Harry Williams uh, Photography, is his IG. He said, hey, we're going to frame it and keep everything the same. But even that, Harvey did it without glass. It was different. His area. He has his work next to mine. Uh, yeah, but he has been doing a lot of stuff, man. A lot of stuff. So, credit and shout out to him. And he's a great guy. Yeah, his work is really good, too. Yeah. So, you know that I went this last weekend to a festival that they already have some friends and he put it out there in, in our show. It's called the Door Alley Festival. I have never been in a festival like that one before. You look, you have to look at Ricky. I'm gonna send you some photos. I was like, oh my god, I was so surprised. You know, coming from Puerto Rico and leaving that kind of festival on the street in San Francisco, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck is this? But it was it was great. But I was very surprised. And I know Harvey loves those kind of festivals. Take some friends from those. That's why I know he was in Mexico because he was hey not there. What's up? Hey guys, I'm trying to cut off. I, I have to jump off real quick. Um, I'm not on a photo shoot right now. Uh, just want to say peace and thank you guys for having me. Oh, no worries. It's good um, seeing you, man. Appreciate you. Continue stay yeah. inside. Thanks, sir. Hey, hey, Jim, real, real quick, Jim, you remember Dan Danimal Green from KPM Supermoto? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I, I remember oh, the name. Yeah, He's right there. We're driving. Oh, We're shit. Pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up? Yeah. Jim's like, you know. Oh, uh, I would. Yeah. I, I shot some Supermoto stuff in uh, in the U.S., in Vegas, and also I shot uh, in Castello de Branduzzo. I shot a race with like, all the guys like Eddie Seal and, you know, yeah. and back, this was like 2004, 2005. I, I, that was a, a great series and, and the uh, magazine was cool. The forum was cool. That was a really hip scene and it just, it's a shame it kind of just seemed like it evaporated, but. Yeah, Supermoto was incredible. It's like my favorite, it was actually. Yeah. Yeah, I actually cool. have pictures from an event a after a VIR race where like Kenny Roberts Jr., Nikki Hayden showed up, Kevin Schwans, um, Jeremy McGrath riding around this tiny little track that they had put out back. So there's all these like superstars and current MotoGP guys just like 
racing around in little around. tiny crappy because that's what the vibe was, right? It was great. Great Always. to Dan, thank thank you, man. That was that was a very cool time. He says thank you, Dan. That was a very cool time. He's taking pictures of you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry about the, the sideways path into, into motorcycle geekery, guys. But yeah, that's cool stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. all right, brothers. I'll see you guys. Greg, Greg. Greg, I'm gonna sh- hit you up, Greg. I'm gonna shoot you a text. Yeah, shoot me a text anytime. Any of you guys, it's all good. All right. Peace. All right, about to 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 blow everybody's minds here because I believe it was Chris Masby and I asked this question. If it wasn't, I asked this question recently. I just finished reading a book, Henry Cartier-Bresson's Conversations and Interviews. Really good book if you want to expand your thoughts, ideas, and kind of how to see photography different without looking at pictures. Uh, But does everybody here know Henry Cartier-Bresson actually never came up with the term the decisive moment? I, wait, that, that wasn't... Uh, damn, I feel like I know that. Who was it? He quoted something from an artist that he really liked, and it never really translated to the decisive moment. But what the artist was saying was every moment in, what was it? Every situation in life has a, like a moment, something like that. I don't remember the exact quote. Anyway, when he was selecting all the photos and putting it together, they were trying to come up with a title for the name of the book. And I think he wrote this quote down. And the publishers of the book actually came up with the title, The Decisive Moment. So he even speaks on that. Like, it's not something he created, but that's what he's known for. So really good book. Everybody should go read it. And now I wonder how many people are saying, my life is a lie because of The Decisive Moment. I I have that book and actually it's the original French title of the book because he's French was images uh, a la Sauvet. yeah uh, I'm, I'm googling this I'm not that smart <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um <laughs> but don't worry we know was, we know <laughs> his quote was there is nothing in this world that does not have a decisive there moment is. that's the one so but uh the translation is in, in English is is the decisive moment yeah. so that's what everybody got I kind of got yeah we butcher everything else why not yeah. <laughs> and and I mean, not to get, not to get off on a sidetrack on Cardi Bresson, but I think everybody, if, if you really are familiar with his work, there's a, I think people get caught up a little bit too much in that particular aspect of his work in terms of like something happening that is like an incredible moment. Yeah. But really, if you look at his work, what you should, what I think is the most important thing to take from it is the balance of the composition in the frame. And, and everything happening or everything composed in, in, in balance. And I think sometimes people go out and they go, oh, I got the picture right when the tongue's about to hit the ice cream and the rest of the frame is fucking garbage. And that's not Cardi Brisson. And the fact you that know? he never dropped anything, he always had the full frame just in his photo. Right, and he was hardcore about that. But the Americans was cropped to shit. 
and Robert Frank cropped all the time. So <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, any, it's everybody, every, every one of these photographers has their own little, photos, but you know, I think sometimes when, when we take a quote out of a body of work or out of somebody's like lifetime career and then make it what they're about, sometimes we, we, we underserve the rest of what they did or the totality of what they did. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I really enjoy that book, like I said, because it tells you to, it kind of guides you to, to see photography as not trying to be popular. Like Henry Cartier Brisson didn't even really like photography. And these are like from his own words. He, he liked certain, like telling the story. And he said it wasn't about taking pictures. He preferred art like drawings and paintings more than photography. But he said photography was instant. So he could do, he felt like that was his painting and his drawing because it was instant for him. So I know John says it all the time. Photography is like a sketchbook and a diary and whatever. And that's the medium that he used for his art. Morning. And he was more focused on life itself as opposed to um if you like read the book, it'll tell you like I like I'm not pressuring myself to go out and take pictures every day. It's like I'll carry my yeah. camera with me because it's light and I can do what I want, but I don't feel the pressure of needing to take a picture unless I absolutely have to. And going back to the cropping plant, I'm not gonna lie, I stopped cropping my photos. I don't straighten or anything. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to him. But you're you're not wrong. Robert Frank did crop Americans, and it was a good book. I, I really like it, but I'm a no cropper now. Well, I, 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 uh, I've been I've been doing a mentorship lately, and the person who I've been talking to, man, I had a big conversation about cropping, and um, the um. The thing about cropping is if you're cropping like eight, 10% because you're trying to tighten up the frame, that's one thing. If you're taking like 10% of the frame because it was all shit and you're making the picture that 10%, that's a very different thing. But if a, if, if a crop is to get the, the, the picture into balance or, you know, like a slight trim to make elements work, um, then that's cool. But the question is, why are you actually cropping? Are you cropping because you're trying to like make all the shapes work with each other, the light and the dark work with each work? all those aspects of the photograph work with each other or what. So again, it's like cropping is looked at as like this really bad thing, but in, in talking about it in, in detail with one of the greatest photographers of all time, like he was like, cropping's totally fine. If you're, you, you, if you're doing a nip and tuck because you just want to tighten up the frame, if you're doing it because the composition doesn't work unless you crop. That's an entirely different thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say like going, but, Oh, sorry, mate. Nope, go ahead. Go, go ahead, ahead man. What was originally saying about um, Instagram and doing your own thing and everything else. Personally, I think literally do whatever you need to do to make your image. <laughs> as long as you're not hurting yes. anyone. But this is like where you'll get to. You will literally, if you saw like the best image of your life, and it doesn't matter who took it, whatever the best image is that speaks to you, and you saw that in a gallery and it was up on the wall and you walked up to it and went, wow, I love that image. You're not going to go, oh, yeah, but was it crops? Because if it was crops, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah. One, no yeah. one cares 
no one cares about anything other than no. have you made that image? Yeah. Is it like, I mean, obviously within the rules of whatever you want, what your rules want to be, whatever your personal compass is going to be, if it's street photography and it's like a candid moment, yeah, fair enough. I mean, we look at the work of like um, Philip Walker de Corsa, if that's how you say his name. His work was, uh, he, he planted flashes you know, and he was doing, it was documentary, but it wasn't, and it was a little bit of everything. But his work stands in its, on its own as like this unique piece of art. And if you look at his work, it's one of the, you know, great, um, he's a, a, an amazing American um, photographer in his own way. But you don't go, well, he was, using, he was using planted flashes and he was setting the scenes up and he was doing, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's all about what image you can make and how impactful it can be and what that impact needs to be to be able to use, you know, to have, for you to have your own voice. And this is part of being art because that's what we do, art. You know, probably you have to touch it a little bit and then for me it's like, I just want to be creative and, and do art. So I respect any way that each of us work, you know, if I like it, I like it. Like you say, you go to the machine, I'm not going to start doubting if it's he cover or not. If I like it, I like it. He made art. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, yeah. if we're going to say that we're doing art, though, right? If we're going to say we're doing art, then if we talk about the larger thing of art, there's, there's for lack of a better word, there's kind of like rules. I don't want to say rules because it sounds like stern, but th- there's kind of like you know, in painting and sculpture, there's kind of basic rules about form and composition and things like that, that we like to tell ourselves don't really apply to us or that are not important. And they're not once you know them and once you understand them. And once you say like, okay, I get all that stuff, but here's what I'm trying to do with an awareness of all of that. Right. And I think, you know, Ricky, back to what you said in terms of like wearing, like saying you don't crop as a point of pride. Mm -hmm you might want to think about it differently and say, if the image is going to be better because I do a little crop, then I should fucking crop. Like exactly. if there's something in the image that's trash yeah. that shouldn't be there, that throws the frame off balance, crop it. You're not getting a prize because you decided not to crop. There's nobody out there that's going to go, you're the uncropped photographer of the year for 2023. <laughs> Just as long as you're happy with it. Right. And painters or sculptors, if there's something that's hanging off the side of a piece of rock, that they've cut a sculpture from and it looks bad, mm-hmm. they're not going to go, oh, I, I only did this one time so I can't cut up that part that's fucked up. Like, edit it. It's it's your thing. Make it better. Do what you want. Don't buy into that, those, dog, those dogmas, man. Yeah. Hey, no, so I, don't, I, don't not defend, I don't need to defend Ricky, but, um, but in the essence of like him standing tall on his uh, no leveling or whatever, I think just because people are going to listen to this, I think uh, to back up what Dan, not that Dan needs me to back him up, but another way of looking at it is that we all, our styles ebb and flow. We all do different things. It changes. And if this is what you want to do right now at this moment, it's probably just going to make you better somehow. Right. Or it's just another tool. So, you know, right now he's not leveling. That's cool. Like he'll ride that wave for like, a week and then get off. <laughs> I don't know, but it's been longer. you know, we all, we all hold ourselves to like our own specific standards. Yeah. For time, right. That time That's in our true. life, whatever we're shooting, whatever we're into. And then it's, it's only another tool, right? You're just, you're just practicing another hairstyle way. So, so crop, don't crop, try it, put limitations on yourself. 
It's all good, yeah, man. We're just trying to do work. No, all. You're, you're right. And nothing against all of your inputs. I do appreciate it. And I'm not saying I'm anti-crop or I don't like crops. Dennis Stock's photo of James Dean was a heavy crop. And that's an amazing photo. Yeah. World famous. Like, if you see the original one, it's not the one that you see printed. Yeah. Needless to say... The reason why I decided to not crop, going back to the book, was there's a whole section on why he does he didn't he never cropped his images, and the reason was every element in his frame contributed to another. So he's his mentality on why he didn't crop was if it wasn't meant to be in the frame, I wouldn't have took it. So that's what resonated with me was. Shit, if that part that I felt should have been cropped out shouldn't have been there, then I shouldn't have taken it. Now, what that has done for me mentally is now that when I compose my shots, I'm a little more aware on what I want in my frame when I'm slow and I'm focused. Now, when you got those in the streets, fast moving, obviously, you're not going to have that time to do that, right? But I was here and... If I was closer, maybe it would have been better. Maybe it's nicer here. But his whole thing was millimeters. Like a millimeter can make or break your photo completely. Like slight millimeters will make this the world's greatest photo or the world's worst photo. So that would be great for a photo. What you said there. So I got to ask a question. Go ahead. So my my question to you guys is um. Given the fact that we have so much information and you guys seem so well studied when it comes down to photography, photographers, and things like that, um, with all of that information swirling through your head, how do you validate your own images? Like, how do you look at your image and say, this is it? You know, and without comparing it to somebody else's type shit, like, what, how, do you, how do you differentiate between, oh, this is great? but this doesn't exactly hit what a Bresson image would hit like, you know, like, like, or, or do you, do you live in that space or do you say, uh, like for instance, like Jim, like, yo, this is a, a perfect gym image. Like, you know, is that where you guys are? I think that's where it's at. I think that, especially when I look at the work that I make and I know some of it isn't for everybody, but that doesn't matter. I know if I've made an image and I'm happy with it, that's enough. It doesn't matter if I put that out. I mean, there's quite a lot of my successful images from the last uh, 18 months that no one's seen. I'm super excited about them and I'm working on publications for those. But like the fact that I'm excited, I will put it in a book without having the validation of anybody at the moment. That's I, I think that's just how much you have to own your own image um, and be comfortable with what it is. And if you can go, I've shot that, I know everyone else is going to hate it, but you know what? I love it. You have to be um, able to like, I mean, if, if it's, you was just producing rubbish and people, being honest it, it's else. just being honest to your, to yourself, the way you're saying, it. and I'm in the same boat. If I feel mm. it, I like it. This is who I am. And this is my word. That's it. I think, it, okay. I think it comes down to um, the two words or two things, hamburgers and karate. You got to explain now. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. On episode three of today's podcast. All right. No, no, no. This it's is going to make too early for me to start thinking about that. Right now I want a hamburger thing. This is going to make. This is going to make sense. So the first time you were a little kid and your parents were like, you used to eat those hamburgers that mom makes and she throws breadcrumbs and onions and all this other bullshit in and Wonder serves it on a piece of white bread, bread and the grease comes through the bread and falls apart. The first time, that's a hamburger. First time you go to McDonald's and you have a burger at McDonald's, you're like, this is the best fucking thing in the world. This is the, I can't imagine anything being better than this, right? And so McDonald's or White Castle or whatever, or Hardee's was your reference. Burger King was your reference stand, right? Eat in and out. Eat in and out. Okay. But when you were a kid, you got, you got to in and out and you know in and out because you tasted a lot of fucking burgers over your life. And some of those burgers were great and some of them were shitty. And now you have, now you have your burger that, that's your burger and you know what a good burger is. So like when I talk to my kids and they're like, McDonald's is the shit. It's the best burgers ever. I'm like, and then I take them out for like a smash burger that's made from like brisket or something. And they're like, this is disgusting. It's falling apart because they just don't know. With your photographs, when you start, McDon- you, your shit is McDonald's and you think that it's a smash. You think it's the best burger ever. But the more you shoot, you realize that the first hamburger you ate was not that good. Right. And in regards to karate, same thing. We, when you start in martial arts, and I know some people on here, John, are martial arts people. When you first start, you start getting used to your body, your movement, you get some moves and techniques. You think you're good. You get to be a black belt, and everyone's like, oh, you're a black belt. And you're, you, you have your technique down. You know how to shoot. You know how to create your vision. But then you meet somebody who's a fifth-degree black belt. And it's like, well, what do they know that's so much better than what you know? Is it techniques? Is it, you know, can they kick ass that much better? Everything gets tighter. Every movement gets less energy, more force, more econ- more economy of movement, more great. And I think all of us on our photographic journey, at every point in our lives, we think that we are executing our vision exactly the way we want to. And then the further we get down the path, we learn more. It opens up. We get illumination from other people, from other sources, from other influences. And then we look back at our work and we go, I could have tightened that frame up. I could have lightened that part of the image up. I could have gotten closer. I could have engaged more. I could have pulled back. You, 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 it's constantly changing. So in terms of validation, and I know, I know everybody goes through this because every, every photographer goes through this. Every single photographer who's ever picked up a camera, especially the people who are the greats have talked about this in the same way. So the thing is, I know, you know, I know I'm, I'm not making McDonald's, I don't know where, maybe I'm at in an burger level, you know, <laughs> but you know, I'm not at where I want to be. So the validation just comes in looking back and going like, well, at least I know, at least I know what I'm doing is better than what it used to be. And I'm trying to get someplace, but I can see the progress. And if I can see the progress, sometimes you have moments of feeling uncomfortable and going like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if this is going to be successful. I feel out of sorts, I'm, that's when you're pushing yourself and that's when you're going to grow. I think the most dangerous time of all as an artist is when you are totally happy with what you're doing and you think you're doing just fucking great and everything's dandy. You know, I think when you're asking yourself questions and doubting yourself and getting out of your comfort zone, that's when you're producing your best work. Anyway, that's, that's my opinion. Yeah. And I love it. Now I'm hungry. Hamburgers and karate. <laughs> I think, I think there's a couple ways that I think about it. Like, 
I think I, I was telling Ricky this the other day, and I, I don't know if I came up with it or I heard it when I was early into photography, but I always like to say if anybody gave, you know, like one claim it, bro, claim it. All right, I'm claiming it. Is <laughs> take a picture you want to look at later, right? Take a picture you want to look at later. You want to, you want, and I think that like sometimes, you know, when we're in the moment, we'll take a picture and no matter what our subject is, you just know it. You don't even have to look back at your screen or look at the film later when it gets developed. You're just like, that was it. That was the shot. And there's your validation right there. And sometimes it's not, sometimes you don't know if you have it or not, uh, for me at least. And like, you know, you get back and you're editing it and you're looking at it and you just, for me, it's, you know, I just keep looking back at it and I just, I love it. I can look at it all day long. I can look at that picture and be like, that's a good shot. That's one of my shots. That's a Chris shot. So that, so that point, Chris, like, and I always say this, every time that I go out and shoot and you shoot and you see your screen and you say, oh, fuck, I got it. But I try to not come back and look at my picture the same day. Probably I let that, you know, like for two days and then I go back to what I shoot three days ago just because I don't want by my emotion at the moment. Oh, oh that was great because then when you see what you took, it's like, fuck, I thought this was good. So I don't want to like, oh, that this is great. Let me go. This is the perfect one. So I let it like rest a little bit and then I, I look at my photos frames from that day like two or three days after. I never I never come back and go, that's, this is the one that, like, especially now with uh, Instagram, the people does that, like, oh, I'm going to go back. I need to post it. I do. Uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, hey, let me, let uh, me jump on real fast. Hey, uh, just to, because everyone here, right, like, you got the magazine, you got left-hand printing, you got the podcast, you got Dan teaching classes, I teach classes. Everybody's got their own thing, right? So I think when you talk about validation, the, the, in its essence, it's like, feeling accepted or feeling like some kind of val- uh, like, um, authenticity, like your, your thing is worth something. Right. And I'm just going to say this because there's going to be people listening. Um, a lot of people take are hesitant. Like that's why you did left hand printing. Right. Because people don't like, I don't have enough time to do a book or people yeah. like I'm in a lot of shows and like a lot of people don't submit to shows cause they don't feel like they're up to par. Ooh. And I think Glad for me, validation is like reaching out to people and even though it may seem like a little like um, selfish or, or like, like full of yourself or whatever, people take it certain ways. But like, if you don't reach out and put your stuff out there, you're never going to understand or, or get that feeling when someone buys your work. Right. Or when someone like picks up your book or something like that. And I think even though those seem like materialistic, or whatever, those are your moments for me, my moments of validation. Right. I try to get in all these shows. I sell a couple of prints. I'm like, okay, you know, like I have an audience, you know, it's not about like, Oh, I sold one. I made X amount of money. It's more of like, okay, I have an audience out there, whether it's one person or two people. Like, yeah. I just know there's an audience for what I'm doing. Right. Cause at the end of the day, I'm trying to build something. Right. That's for me. That's my validation. Right. But that's, that's, so there's two different types of validation maybe. And maybe West, that's the thing is that like, is it, are you asking there's external validation and there's internal validation. Amen. And for, for those, for those of us who don't really publish work or haven't put out any zines or don't teach or whatever, like if, if there's, if, if it's, if you're putting work out into this like great silence, how do you, how do you validate that? And I, I think the only answer to that is, you know, back to what I said of, of looking at your work and just seeing, are you growing and are you making better work? So I guess that's the thing is, is it, it'd be nice to have both. 
But if in the absence of both, you have to make sure that you're happy with your own shit, no matter what anybody else thinks. There could mm-hmm. also be the point where maybe you are trying to improve and you have a mentor, you take a class, whatever it may be. And then yeah. obviously you're under their direction on how to get from where you were originally to where you want to go. And obviously that person's validation will play some kind of part in how you improve as well. Well, there's a good answer. Good Good question. question. Good question. Hey, Dolo. A lot of new people in the room, Ricky. Yeah. Hold up. Dolo. I don't stop. He just been staring at the What's up? What's up, Dolo? That was a soft plug for the podcast, The Avenue, left-hand printing, and Dad Baker's workshop. <laughs> and two sets. Links in the podcast and the presets. Below and the and the presets. <laughs> and the presets. Yeah. He, uh, he does presets. Get his presets. Too. Use it on your photos. Someone's going to post it, repost it. I guarantee it. Hey, uh, what is it? Affiliate marketing? I'm going to put a link to your presets yeah. so I get a slice of that, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, you get a dollar from the pen. <laughs> and I don't know, guys, for you, you but for me, I don't know for you guys, but for me, printing your work is so great. It's so, you know, getting out of Instagram and, you know, have the print in your hands, have the magazine. For me, it's like priceless. You know, it's another thing. Like, I print my work, um... And and I love it, but, you know, I don't want to see it only on Instagram. Getting everything out of Instagram's uh is the way forward, right? Not to hate on Instagram. Sorry to and here's my Australian accent just jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you guys print your work very often or not, or just at least only on Instagram. That's my my question for you guys. Printing? For sure. Well, Pretty I'm going to lead that one with the, send my screen, man. No, from the great Frank Jackson. If you ain't printing, you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> it's a little butchered because he's not here to, to say <clears throat> himself, but basically, if you're not printing your work, what are you shooting for? Yeah, photos. You said you're not a photographer until you print your work. <laughs> That, yep. that's, the, that, that's the real quote. A photo's not finished until it's, until it's in your hands. Uh-huh. 100%. Shoot the it's so different. I mean, your your colors could be so different. And the way it looks. Colors. You print it big, you'll see all the, the little things. Be like, oh, dang, that's like... The littlest thing is the biggest uh, distractor. Is there... Also, the paper that you use. Yeah. Is there anyone in the room who has not had their had their work printed yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Raise your hand. Integrity check. <laughs> we yeah, gotta put your hand right. down, fool. So, your whole door is full. <laughs> and this is this is also for the listeners. Like, even if you print your photos at your house on an inkjet printer, whatever, it doesn't have to be professional. It's it still counts, right? Does it count? Anybody? Yeah, it does. for sure. It does. For sure. Yeah, yeah. It does. It does. You get, it's right there in the background. It's like baking cookies, right? You like you can see them in the magazine, but they taste better if you have one. 
I don't know how. Oh, yeah, um, we were talking about that analogy. Burgers, that sounds like a gym analogy. Cheeseburgers right now. and karate, and now <laughs> <laughs> cookies. That's what she like the gym analogy. Hey Ricky, I was, I was hey Ricky, one. what kind of cookies? Chocolate oh, chip. Sorry. We're going chocolate chip. Okay. Just watch out for West cookies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What's up, West? That's why they come a little pinky in the good stuff. Yeah, West cookies make you do stuff like that. Like you find yourself painting and doing some crazy stuff. Lifestyle. You're like, let me paint this tiger with the sun in the background. Honestly, man, I make everyone push them together, man. So it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, somebody was. uh, I was at a a graduation party for like a week ago and like uh, all of my brother's friends from college were in attendance and one of them she was like uh, she was like I don't want anything that you got fam like, I'm like what the hell are you t-? like I kind of took it the wrong way for a second but then I thought about it she was like you remember that time you gave me a brownie for my birthday and I sat back and I thought about it like so <laughs> here's a story uh, her, her boyfriend at the time her boyfriend at the time was like, if she wants, she wants a, uh, like a brownie cake for her birthday, but she wants it to be edible. Like, all right, cool. You know, like the little small, like six by six uh, square pans, right? Threw some brownie mix in there, put some infused coconut oil in that shit. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was a nice, cute little birthday cake, right? They take it to her. Like they said, I was there. I can't recall. I'm going to just say they lied. All right. I sent the cake out for, for her birthday. Apparently... She was one of those people that just wasn't patient enough. You know how it goes. You know, you eat one and then you wait, but nothing happens. Yo, she ate three nice-sized squares. She was done. <laughs> nice-sized squares. Apparently, she was high for about three weeks. I don't believe because I've never, I've never experienced, like, a perpetual high before like that. Like, I got to keep adding to my shit to keep going. But, like, she said, yo, for three weeks, I was cooked. And she's a teacher, too. This is before... Uh, like, <laughs> 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 she was like, I was at work. She said, I was at work. And, uh, and the principal came up to me and she kept asking me, uh, Mrs. Davis, no, no, no affiliation to Chris. Mrs. Davis, Mrs. Davis, are you okay? You need some coffee or anything like that? <laughs> hey, Wes, I have a personal question. So, have you go out to shoot high? Bro, I'm, I'm like constantly. all the time. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm just asking because I have never done that, and I will I will love to see how the frames turn out so, if I try. Red team go. I mean, I, 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 I how about go. this? I think it's more of a cerebral experience when you think about it like that. Like, how different will the frames be? Um, but I will say like, like smoking weed, that probably won't change much. It might slow you down a little bit. Um, but I used to microdose mushrooms, uh, for like maybe like a six month period while, while shooting on a daily, that was the best decision I could have made because like all of those like inhibitions and all the extra thoughts, like should I, shouldn't I, all that shit was out the way, bro. It was like clearing out traffic just to be like exactly laser focused on what it is that I wanted to do. Um, that helped break down those barriers, the what ifs, you know, in my head. And from that that point on, it's always been very loose. Um, 
I, I do try like different, like I've tried like a LSD before and that was probably a, like a very, 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 very much interesting experience because that was, uh, I would say the way that I was thinking when I was on LSD making photos was, it was abstract and it was like very <laughs> internal rather than it was your blue period. No, no, not yeah. even, bro. I'm, listen, I'm man, I, I actually have a I have a concept like that that I've been working on, like a, a purple period, low key. But um, that like I have a photo where it's like I'm like like grabbing at the sun, and it kind of looks like you're trying to I'm trying to press a button or some shit like that. Um, that I made on acid. And I was like, yo, this is fucking brilliant, low key. Like uh, it reminds me of, of Icarus, like uh, the story of Icarus. Um, get too close to that. Exactly. Yeah, so, so like it, it makes like you'll you'll think like how you think, but you'll allow allow space for trying different things. If that makes I sense. like that. That's cool. Yeah, I, I'm. A, I'm asking. You know, at least for my style, you know, the approach that I have with my subjects. Uh, even I'm brave. Um, I'm wondering it will make me a little bit freer to get. A little more, take a little bit more risk, you know. Oh yeah, yo, you'll let you'll let loose that feeling of like, you, you'll say I can get closer, all right? Because it's like you, you do understand comfort zones and boundaries and shit, but you're also like, what are my boundaries and why are they my boundaries? You know, you're again, you're you're not you're not having like a full on tripped out experience, like you're just cerebral about it. Like maybe I should take that extra step. Oh shit, maybe I should take that second extra step. You know, like those is kind of, that's like the route of, of progression that your thoughts tend to have, especially because for one, you know how to take photos. If you've been doing this for years, that doesn't fucking change because you took a psychedelic. It's like, it's like driving a car or riding a bike. You're just going to do it. Um, mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna, to, yeah, those dots are going to connect a little bit differently. You more, more or less, we're kind of like trying to be linear about our thoughts, but there's all those distractions in the midst. So you got to go all the way around them to get to the point. I would say when, when you microdose a psychedelic, it's like straight to it, like directly. Like you, that's the traffic. Let's get to the point. Hey guys, we have here T-shirt West. She knows a little bit, you know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm more like you know. I, I remember at the beginning, early. You know, I was a little bit, you know, shy to tell. But then I don't have no fear right now. But then I'm thinking if I'm have something I don't know to where I would take it you know and maybe I should try like you know Ricky remember that you told me to start shooting frames without people I already started you know I took that challenge and that will be another good challenge to try like hey if I'm smoking we are doing something let me see how I can get this kind of shutter and even in the same area where I, I used to shoot yeah. Just to, to try something new, I know it sounds crazy, but dude, I think like as as well, for me, I'm like a, a real free roam artist, like up here. So I've I've done work drunk just because like it, it seems like it, it's so I've I've done a lot of writing in my time. So it's like I'll just sit there and I'll sip like whiskey or some shit while writing. The things get real loose, bro. <laughs> you know, like you can say that. I apply that when people ask me just because I'm from Puerto Rico. Oh, do you dance salsa? Give me whiskey. I will dance with uh, salsa. <laughs> so you, exactly. You mentioned what if moments when you're out shooting. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was just posing a question to all the people in the room 
their what if moments when they're out shooting. So we haven't heard from a lot of people in here. I want to give everybody an opportunity to talk. So I'm looking at Tony, Christopher Davis, Peacock, Ben, you, you mentioned some, but I want to bring you into this. Zubair as well. And a lot of other people. Oh, they're still in here. Um, but yeah, what if moments? Like, what are your what if moments? What if I get punched in the face? What? <clears throat> That's when it becomes reality. And you get punched in the face. So, what do you mean by what if? I'll, I'll start there. Oh, go ahead, Daryl. There you go. go nah, that's, go. that's what I was going to... I mean, I kind of... I think I know what you mean. I was going to say, like, I, I... Moving out west and figuring out this landscape and the neighborhoods out here, I've had my what if moments going down to South Central. <laughs> trying to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I guess for me, it was just really not knowing the landscape. Because at least back in New York, I know what neighborhood I'm getting into. I know how to escape if I if it becomes that type of situation. Out there, it's kind of like, it's been, one, people aren't in the street like that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's a big adjustment. So a lot of the work I made in L.A. was, like that challenge you, you was telling Juan, Ricky, um, is frames without people, like composing shots that is captivating without people. But then actually when you want to go down and mingle with the people, it's, are they, are they even used? I, what I noticed, they're not really used to that. Like people coming outside with a camera, yeah. taking pictures of them. So everything, everything is skeptical. Everything they look at you crazy, or they want to question you. Like, what are you doing? Um, yeah. So that's been my what is. Like, are they are they comfortable with this in this space? Am I? I mean, I'm comfortable, but are, yeah. am I doing a disservice out here in certain parts of LA? Yeah. And just for context, yeah, for going back, it was more of. When I had a conversation with Juan, it was, he said he had mentioned he only takes pictures with people in them. So then I gave him a challenge. Well, try to take pictures of things without people in them. So if people who are listening were just wondering why that was, that's that was my challenge to him, was to do the opposite of what he does. Hey, now just, just think about that when you're talking like there is spaces out here where you, you can get those shots. You can go to Santa Monica. You can go to Hollywood, the, the touristy spots. But I honestly, when I went there, I, I didn't. There was nothing I grabbed. Like what I really want to do is document the real LA, whatever that is, from other people's perspectives. Yeah. I think I think your what if should lead you in that direction, fam. Yeah. No. It's. The, all right, you you said you said uh, you know you know you're comfortable, but but you don't know if they're comfortable. It's your job to make them comfortable. Like you gotta you gotta. Well, you don't have to if you want to. If that's what you want, you kind of gonna have to maneuver your way into that. And that's just all about the way that you present what you're doing to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like I mean, I I figure in the space that you're in is probably 
better if you get questions rather not. You know, like keep a little something like you know, like the the old what is the 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 rules of a beginner photographer. Keep a little bit of your work on you so that people can see what you do and know you're not crazy. As soon as you get that question, like, yo, so what is it that you want to photograph, man? Like, what, what you do? Check this out. And then as soon as they, you see their eyes get a little bit wider, got them. You yeah. know what I use for that? I use, uh, I have on my phone a QR code in the back of my phone. And I tell them, hey, you can scan here. And they go uh, straight to my IG and they can see, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Um, but when they show, when they show me, that I took a photo of them and they come and ask me, I just, hey, stand here, you can see my work. And it's funny because sometimes you see them that they get angry, but then they say, oh, can you take another one? And you make that second <laughs> one, not for you, for you, it's just more for them when they reach out and then you send them the second photo and you you, you just kept the, the first one, the, the one that you want. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just got the, I actually just got the dot card so I could do yeah. For that, for that reason. Yo, that's nice. Cool. But it's nothing like handing somebody some shit, yo. It changes like a little pamphlet, book, yeah. a picture. It, yeah. it, it, it redirects the course of their day because one, you know, first you fuck their head up because you're taking a photo of them. Two, you hand them like, you hand them, it, it could be five pages, you know, like, but it gives them a good idea of like who you are as a quality of person type shit, you know? And then once they have that, they peel through it. They look down, they look at you, they look down, they look at you, and they're holding your work now. Wes, so you- Wes, that's a business. We should print a small portfolio. Oh, I know what's up, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's out there, dog. It's yeah, a fucking society. I'm like, well, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because I, I did, like, a little walk with uh, Jamel Shabazz when he came out to Newark. And I kind of, it's not that I use his approach, uh, so often, but sometimes he'll just hand, he'll hand people the, the, the photo book first, and he's talking about you know like making their photos and what he does. So I think you know it's it's definitely effective because you can say, hey, you know I'm I'm a photographer, you know I'm a shoot photographer, I do this. And the average person they may not understand like what exactly that is, but once you hand them that you know yeah. that little small portfolio, that small book, then they're like, okay, oh, I see what you're doing, you know. Especially if, if you tell them that you're not looking to. Um, Degrade them or any kind of way because you know for photography this being is weaponized. Um, so people they see with a camera, um, they feel threatened. You know, like I've I've been on walks out here in Newark with um, other photographers. You know, they'll just be fiddling with their you know their cameras, and you'll hear somebody just walk past and say, "Don't take my fucking picture," and they're not even like the main focus. You know, so yeah, definitely the uh, zines and small booklets they, they definitely help. But that works if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna stage the frame. But like for me, that I very candid, very close, flash them and keep walking. But even that, it will be great because sometimes they turn around and they come to you. Oh, you took a picture of me. And sometimes, you know, I say, yeah, this is what I do, and that's why they ask, oh, can you take another one? Because they think that the one that I took just because it was candid is not good. But that's what I'm looking. But that's why I took, I take another one of of them and then I will send it they reach out it's like this is yours this, this is mine this is my vision yeah now they feel like more invited to like kind of collaborate with you as a photographer exactly. you know, yeah I, I like that that collaborative effort even when I'm like just taking pictures of people like they want to do their own poses or they want to like go in a particular area you know and I, and I feel like that helps create even um 
more, like, you know, just more stories for, like, you know, the type of work that you're doing and, like, just interactions that you're having. Yeah. What about you, Tony? Appreciate that. We haven't we haven't heard from you. Hi guys. <laughs> um, you know, I, I uh kind of along with Daryl was saying and I and I've had this I've been thinking about this for a while and I'm sure everyone has thought of things like this, but like so I, I went to New York I've gone to New York recently, uh like twice in the last like six months and I hadn't gone to New York since as an adult, I think. I went before September 11, like a month before. Um, and, but um, New York is, I, I mean, I love it. I love New York, but it is it's like, a, it is so easy to photograph there. Or maybe I'm just, I was just probably in the, in the right places, but there are places where it's just, it's so easy. Like people are perfectly fine and, and okay with being photographed. They love it. I mean, there's so many people that are so, uh, not only like are they photogenic, but they're they're up for it. They 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 uh, they're like main characters in a movie. <laughs> I feel like, and uh, I live in Chicago. It's a big city as well. But I, I feel like it's 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 not as easy uh, doing street photography here. Uh, and I and I only ma- I I can imagine even in smaller cities. I mean, it just gets even more difficult. And I was thinking like the like the the like a true test of what makes a, a good street photographer would probably be finding somewhere in the middle, right. Or somewhere where it's, where there's less things going on and less people, uh, and not as many people out there photographing. And that, that's probably like, I feel like that's a truer test of what makes a good street photographer mm-hmm. than being in a big city where everything you look around you is like a perfect photo or where, the, or where there's so many more opportunities. Right. I mean, it's, but, it's, but, but it comes from it comes from the photographer, not the place, man. I mean, I hear what you're saying on some level, but if you look at all photographic history, you look at you look at photographers who've done, you know, Eugene Smith, or to, to pick like one of the best examples of this, but like photographers, documentary photographers who go places like little villages and make, and because they are putting themselves in situation and developing rapport they get incredible work and it doesn't matter where they are. It doesn't matter if they're in a war when people are shooting at them or they're in a, a village with Mennonites or they're shooting on Skid Row or they're at a sporting event. San Antonio. The, Don't shoot Skid yeah, Row. It, it, it comes, you won't come out. It comes from the, it comes from the individual photographer. So, I mean, I see, I look at a lot of work from New York city photographers cause I'm here and you know, there's a lot of people who do okay work, bad work, great work. But it's and then there's people in other smaller cities who do amazing work or who just decide to go on vacation somewhere and and, and develop a rapport with the local people and do something amazing. So I don't know. I I don't know what the rest of you guys think, but I, I don't think it ever comes from the place. I always think it comes from a photographer. And if you look at anybody who's the people who we love and who we really respect as photographers, um, you could drop them into Antarctica and they'll find like the one person in an ice cave somewhere and do some amazing shit with them. It's not the place. It's the photographer. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. agree. I think and you're about saying the same thing. I, I want to say to that point is a lot of people get that connotation that you have to travel to make great photos, but they don't even know what's going on in their own neighborhood. And there can be situations where you can make 
just as great of a photo in your own community. And people won't even shoot in their own backyard. Yeah. Tony, do you think that, do you think that maybe you're, you're maybe more self-conscious because it's in your neighborhood. And, and so when you get outside of your normal flow, you can be anybody who you want to be. So you feel less um, self-conscious and that's why you, you think it's easier to take pictures in New York. You think that, no, that that's think any it, of it? I, like I think. I feel more comfortable. I feel, I feel pretty comfortable here in my neighborhood. I've lived on the same street my entire life for 36 years. This is like a, it's like a big 37 actually. Yeah. I forget. Uh, it's a big Latino, a big Mexican neighborhood. I'm pretty comfortable. I'm, I'm very comfortable. Like I, I could, uh, I don't think I'm a popular guy, but if I go down the street, I'll, a couple of streets down, I'll, I'll, I'll run into people that I've known probably since being kids and stuff. And, and I don't think I'm, uh, like I said, I don't think I'm just popular, but it's just, I've been here so long that I, I'm you have the really flavor in your neighborhood. The what? You have the flavor in your neighborhood. <laughs> um, so, but like, so maybe my thing in my neighborhood is like, and I, and I love going and photographing and document some of it. Um, um, but maybe when I travel and I, and, uh, I do see things like with different eyes, right? Like I'm seeing different things, uh, and it's all new to me. And, uh, so it, it feels special, but, um, I don't think that makes, that would make me, if anything, I'm more comfortable here because I know what I want and I feel more comfortable, um, like even like with like let's say like the photographers like National Geographic photographers or people that go to a new place yeah they can make a good photo at at a new place but it doesn't mean it makes it good it doesn't make it right for the people either like I think I um like uh, Sebastian Salgado I don't know if you guys are familiar with him great photographer if, if we're not we should, if we're not then we're not on this podcast <laughs> yeah get off this fucking podcast we don't know who Salgado <laughs> like I, I think I read somewhere that he uh, that. All right, he goes into a new place. He doesn't just start photographing right away. He wants to get to know the people and, and be respectful. And that's kind of how I, that's, so I, I try to find a balance sometimes. I, was, I go to New York, I go for like two days because I can't afford much more. And I'm just photographing everything, right? But it's like, I just find it that it's like easier in the sense that, um, that everyone, I mean, I, I went through like nine rolls of film within like eight hours <laughs> It was probably done. Some of them were probably not that definitely 90% were not good photos, but I, there were some that were like, I felt like they were really, they were, I was happy with. And it was part of it was that the people were very receptive about being photographed. And if I go to a small town, um, especially being a minority, like in the U S like, it's just like, you're not going to get that. I did route 66 in 2020, right before the election. And we're going through like Trump rallies and just things that were like very scary. And I want to take these photos so badly, but it's like, um, I can't like this. Is, I, I'm definitely going to get something thrown at me or yelled at or chased okay, out. Man, I'm, make I, it work I, anyway, you know, bro. Come on. <laughs> you cannot be in a situation where you want to shoot and don't shoot. You want me to tell you the, the only photos that I tend to remember the most, like the easiest is the shit I didn't shoot. With a camera in my hand. Yo, don't, like, and I know you you know exactly what photos you wish you would have taken. That shit is yeah. flashing like a constant movie. Don't live with that <laughs> feeling, yo. Dude, yeah. Do not shoot everything. 
I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. New York is, is, people are way more receptive to it. And like Christopher was saying, you know, walking around Newark and people are like, you're not even shooting their picture. And they're looking at you like, get the fuck away from me. You know, don't take my picture. Like I shoot in Baltimore and I get both things a lot. You know, it depends on which neighborhood I'm in, what what kind of energy I'm bringing to it. Some people are really receptive and are like real interested in you. And some people, you know, they're up to no good. They don't want they don't want to be documented. So it's all depends. It all depends on where you live. As soon as they know you regular, they'd be like, "All right, cool, you regular." Ah, regular. It really does become that easy. Like you're in an environment that you've never been in, but it's not much different than the environments that you've been in. You have to humanize the experience. You out there looking at them like they rabbit trying to come at you type shit. Like, <laughs> all right, cool, somebody going to throw some shit regardless. You might as well catch it before it get in the air while it's in the air. I, I, I will say this. They get afraid about you carrying a camera, but they don't say nothing when you're pointing with your phone. Oh, yeah, man, right. that's semantics yeah. too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing, you know what I'm saying? Why are you worried about the camera? People are taking pictures of you and video with your cell phone. Bro, you know, you know but you, you said it be, you said it before. You said it before. You talked about Salgado, right? And 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 I'll say the same thing about like a neighborhood of Baltimore or there's neighborhoods in New York, the Bronx, whatever. Salgado, if he just like went into some of these places and started snapping away, he wouldn't get the receptivity from the from the from the people there. If you want to shoot in Baltimore in a neighborhood where maybe you shouldn't be. You got to find some, maybe you find a barbershop, maybe you find a restaurant, right? You get rapport with somebody behind the counter. You start going there. You start eating pizza there. You show up every day. You show up for a couple of weeks. They start saying, oh yeah, you know, you make friends with them. People come in and you say, hey, can I take a picture? You build a project. You do it over a couple of years. You fucking roll up in like on a weekend with like your $10,000 rig and start walking around a bad neighborhood or, 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 or a Trump rally. Of course, people are going to be like, who the fuck are you? But you know what? Put on a fucking MAGA hat and just wade into that crowd and fucking start to have it away, man. This is the difference between between doing this like on the fucking weekend for like a for like something that's just fun and saying I'm doing something serious. And and and, and you, you you have the ability in New York because you're thinking you're somebody else and the people here are somebody else. You're that same photographer in Chicago. You're you're exactly the same person. You can take exactly the same pictures. I'm telling you, I see pictures all day long on my feed of shitty, fucking terrible New York City street photography of people with tuna salad on their face walking through Bryant Park. And everyone's like, oh, we shot on Portrait 800. It's fucking genius. You know what? <laughs> it comes from the photographer. It's not about the place. It's hey, not about, I, you know, it's... That's I think it. also... I gotta ask, I'm sorry, sorry, John. But no, 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 go, go, go. You just said about throwing on the MAGA hat and jumping in. Yo, I have a homie that's like German, like from Germany, born, raised. He was living in in, uh, in D.C. for like seven years, but he would come to New York on a, on a frequent basis, right? So one of his trips uh, was when uh, it was like the Jewish community was having some holiday. I can't remember, Purim, I think, or some shit like that. And um, he he was like, yo, honestly, I'm just going to go out for the night and see what I get. I talked to him the next day. He was like, dog, they invited me in. They brought me into like the whole. I was like, bro, did you tell him that you was German? He said, yo, I lied and said I was a French nationalist. Yeah. And they just accepted me. Yo, who gives a fuck? Bro, ain't no, we're not judging you in this conversation. But if we saw the work from the day that you're speaking of, we would be like, this guy is nuts. Because if you really want it, you're going to go for it. Mm-hmm. If it's in your bones, like you like, like, again, 
I can I can count on like two hands and maybe both feet how many photos I've missed because I hesitated. You don't want to do that, bro. Those are the worst movies to watch and play back in your head. You want to back you on I back you on that one, Wes. Like Ricky, going back to what you said, the the question of the what if. It's like what if I haven't taken that shot? Like, <laughs> you know, how many times am I going to sit there and think, "Fuck, man, I I really wish I got that." got that shot. I really wish I spoke to that person Word, walking yeah. past and, and reached out or, or whatever. And sure, that person might turn around and go, you know, not don't take my shot or be an asshole or whatever. But, you know, at least then I know, you know, so that's, for me, sorry, just to jump in there. That's no, what, like, what if, what if, it, what if I don't, that's, yeah. the, that's so, the thing. What if I don't do it? So Dude, I, I think it I, comes I, with time yeah. with time for photographing and like you get you gain confidence. You know, the more you're shooting people, you gain confidence in mm-hmm. photographing and it gives you that it gives you that ability to do that. And you have less of those shots where you're like, Man, I wish I wish I would have gotten out of the car quick to get that one or ran across the street to get that one. You have the confidence after you shoot for a while. At least that's for me. Yeah, no, if, you, if you listen no, to I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Even if um, you know, even if you get you know any kind of reaction from somebody when you take a photograph, I mean, you can never take it personal because you know people are going throughout their everyday lives. You know, somebody could have lost a loved one, somebody could have you know had a bad day at work. You know, so yeah, so sometimes you just got to go for it. Whatever reaction you get, just never take it personal. You know, yeah, you don't know photograph for somebody's promotion, the CEO that day, bro. Hey, take my car, give me a call next thing. You know, that's the job of your dreams, fam. But, you know, we, we have all of these fleeting moments in front of us as photographers. And, like, there is that, that's what I mean by, like, my microdosing changed my approach to it because it's like, fuck it, bro. Like, what the worst thing that could happen is I don't take the shot and I'm thinking about it for the rest of my fucking life. <laughs> that's, that's my what if, bro. What if I got to think about not taking this shot? So I, Yesterday I, I was... Uh, I was I was shipping out a box and uh, I'm sit, I'm standing there in line and these two kids bro it's two brothers they got the classic 1990s scalped baldy you know mom don't like their hair growing so you got the super shortcut the one they just sit standing right in front of me, going back and forth like like you know like arm wrestling each other my camera's right here in my bag it's a dude with his son standing right here some white dude standing behind me and the thought is like. What if she turns around? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Bro, those photos are amazing, all right? And they're fucking fire because it's just that sense of brotherhood. You feel, and it just feels like what I experienced in the nineties with me and my cousins. These little short ass fucking haircuts because nobody wants us to grow hair and shit. It looked just like that. Like it feels like something that I'm. I can't forget it because I experienced it. But if I didn't take that shot, I'd been beating my ass for the rest of the week. You, you got to think about your pictures like you're a fireman, right? And what do firemen do? They, they do the opposite of what, ev- what everybody else does in a fire. They run the fuck out of the building, right? But your pictures are in the burning building, and you're the fireman. And you got to run in there in the burning fucking building and get those pictures. And that every time you get scared, you should think, am I a fireman? Or am I the, the mother holding a kid running out of the building, 
right? God like, do you think my picture's inside that fucking burning building? Am I going to go get it, or am I going to stand out here and watch the motherfucker burn? That, you know, <laughs> that's it. Burn, I mean, burn it sounds don't, in Parliament. Yeah, don't, yeah. don't run into burning buildings. It's just an analogy. It is a good one. It's by a way. metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you got the balls and you got the right kind of jacket, go in there and get the fucking shot. All right, I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> I got a homie that's doing like he's doing a project with uh with uh the New York Fire Department, and I'm looking at his photos. I'm like, yo, this guy's got access that nobody's got, and I'm in his DMs like, bro, you got to get closer. You got to get closer. You got to get closer. Please get closer. He's like, I don't want to be in the way. You're not in the way until they say get the fuck out the way, bro. <laughs> that, that's that's, that's how. That's what I mean. Like, you got to just get over it. Like, like get over those thoughts in your head and say, the better picture is probably past these thoughts. You know, like that's really what it is. You got to take that, that chance at getting that moment for real. Guys, you have been saying so many things that I just see it as a quote for t-shirts and stuff. You know, right now I'm looking at burgers, karate, and fire to make icons on the shirt. It's like, so. Word, Dolo just put, Chris just put, uh, uh, Sergio, his name is Sergio. Check his shit out, NYC Surge is his Instagram. He's been, he's been following, uh, the fire department for a few weeks now, maybe even months. I, I just, I caught, I caught on to, like, the consistency, and I'm like, yo, this guy, he's in a space to make some really crazy shit, man. I'm like, bro, get on that ladder, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think. Hey guys, I have to jump off, but I, it's just, Ricky, this has been great. Nice meeting you all. Guys, uh, reach out. Um, I got you, bro. I'll hit you next time I'm on the way out there. Ricky, we have to do this every three months a little bit more often, man. <laughs> I wish myself luck with that one. I'll try to bring them back <laughs> as much as I can. Yeah, my weekend. Yeah, are, I just okay. have to get ready. I'm going to the city to San Francisco. So, um, nice meeting you guys. Peace out, bro. Have a good one. Yep, have a good Take one. Care. Thanks for joining. All right. Bye, Juan. So Juan left, and then we got a new addition, James Murray. He's, uh, I believe, from England, but he lives in Austria. Is that correct? That's correct, yeah. All right. Introduce yourself to... Did I, did I miss much? You missed a lot. We're about an hour and a half in. That is my fault. I apologize. <sighs> I was... I was on... That's my fault. I'll take that one. But I was sending out the links to the masses and yep. I was explaining to John somehow, I, I guess I have so many DMs in my Instagram that people's accounts, they just get hidden. So I, I'm scrolling yep. down and I'm pushing and pasting and I didn't get yours. No, that's fine. But anyways, welcome. Um, Glad you were able to make it. And I'll Afternoon. You. Good morning. Good evening. Good evening. Everyone seems all over the time zones. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, all our advice. End to end. Where, uh, where in Austria are you? Uh, just outside Innsbruck. Uh, oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't the plan. I've always been drawn to the mountains over the years. But, yeah, I came by over here. I was trying to get out of the country during the lockdown. And I managed to get over here in 2021. And then they closed the border once we arrived. But they were so disorganized back then and they were literally writing down everyone who entered the country in a physical book and writing down your name where you were staying and literally handwriting every entrance into the country and uh, yeah cool. I met an Austrian lady out here at the time and 
a few years later, I just got my visa. So. Beautiful country. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it's crazy. Even the bad weather today, I look out the window and there's just, there's just clouds and mist just dragging over the trees on either side of the valley. And to me, it's, yeah, it just looks amazing. But to everyone else, it's like, living in, a, it's like living in a snow globe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, yeah clouds, but, uh, you know, blue sky on the mountain is also beautiful, but when you've got clouds just hitting the side of the hill and the mountains and the trees and the rock, it's all pretty, yeah. Very spectacular stuff. He's the next uh, <laughs> Salgado. That was the screen grab of the podcast. <laughs> there was a dry, hashtag drive by there by uh, by by. Yeah, she's also English. She she's over here with me. But yeah, uh, the firefighters sounds crazy. I guess they wouldn't tell him unless they thought his life was in danger. Oh yeah, you just got to keep pushing the envelope, haven't you? That's my that that was my thing. I'm like, bro, if you were if like he rides with them, he got he has the uh, the walkie talkies to know where they're going. I'm like, fam, you <laughs> yeah, got all the access, man. Get your ass. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah the I, police aren't going to tell you stuff, are they? Dude, when I when I so I started the conversation with like, what lens are you using? And and he said he's using a 28. I knew it. I was like. Get the fuck in there. 28. Yeah, you're going to have to get in close for a get 28. In there. Like, a lot of his stuff is, is, is very, it's nice stuff, but it's just like, I'm looking at him like, you got to take a couple extra steps, brother, just like a little bit further. He's playing it too safe. He's playing it too safe. No, just man. grab the guy in front. You yeah. go in. That's how you room clear, isn't well, it? I'm, I'm going to tell him to do that because that's, that's, that's probably grab the best. Grab the yo. What? Yeah, you're not going to get lost. He's, yeah, yeah. The guy's either comfortable with it or he's going to tell you to get off, but you're going to find someone who's just going to take you in. Yeah, when Why I not? talked about it, I was like, bro, uh, don't take this the wrong way because I'm not trying to critique your work, but like, let's get a little bit closer, man. Because I, I want I want to see what he's going to react like once he actually takes that step because I know there's a comfort zone involved in all of that. But I'm like, bro, just... just <clears throat> You know, like get right past that little bit and just see what's out there for you because he's in a really interesting space. You know, like uh, that's not something that that many people can do, especially yeah, not right for sure. So uh, you should tell him. Well, you should tell him to look at that Gordon Parks book, uh, Atmosphere Crime. That is a good oh, one. Yeah, that is a good one. Yeah, he's not just going to spies, though, is he? He's going to car wrecks. Well, and just getting up close, so you're seeing, because I just looked at his feet, and you're right, a lot of it is kind of like, it seems like it's a step back, and I think you're definitely right, it's going to get more interesting when he starts getting in, and you're seeing the dirty faces, you're seeing the grime, the grit, and all that stuff, yeah. but he'll get, he'll he'll get there, he'll get, he'll yeah, get yeah, tired exactly. of taking the pictures that are back, and he'll, he'll get closer. And then you'll be like, yo, what if I did this from the jump? It's going to need... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hindsight's a bitch, isn't it? Because he's going to hear Nicholas in the back of his head, like... Yeah, hundreds of people yeah. are gonna just start messaging them. Get closer, get closer. All right, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Can you put a link? It's yeah. in, I uh, want to follow him as well. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's in, in the chat. It's in the chat. Definitely, it's amazing. Man, listen, that works. <laughs> and and I, I have this thing about me. Like, I can't help it when I see when I see photos. I just like 
I do like this mental thing where I'm, I put myself in the space and then just start moving around all that free space. I'm like, yo, I'll put a guy right there, angle that shit like that. You know, like, I, I really can't help it. But I, I see that there's a lot of room and potential for uh, incredible work to come out of that project of his, like, breathtaking shit. So we're going to see, man. We're going to see. I know that's more of a personal thing for him, too, like how far does he want to take those steps, but... Yeah, yeah, how are you it's comfortable with you? It's exciting knowing somebody that's doing it. You, know, you can't help but try and be a backseat driver sometimes. I'm sorry, this is oh, a, yeah, yeah. a whole new level of dedication. We got Dan Baker over there. He's he's heavily focused on editing some, some photos over there. I can see it. Oh, it's Dan in the house. Sorry, guys. Yeah. He, I'm here, mate. I'm, I'm really sorry, guys. I am listening. I can hear yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really no, enjoying it. it. But I am literally... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We appreciate that. I am... That's why I said, like, that's I, dedication. I, I never, ever, yeah, I never, ever um, enter competitions and things just because I'm, like, so focused most of the time on either just being out shooting or if I can do other bits and pieces and generally if I can help out the um, mm-hmm. like street photography community, I'm getting involved with bits and pieces like that. So taking a moment to actually upload images to a, um, basically, it's a Portrait of Britain Award. Yeah. Um, I'm uploading well, I've just finished uploading them, and I am uh, just back to some editing from this last couple of weeks of shooting. But I'm looking out the window, and it's stopped raining, and I think I'm literally itching to get out. So in probably like five minutes, I'm going to have to jump off and go out and shoot. So I'm like itching. I've been out properly shooting. Perfect. We're all there. Don't worry. Before you head out, though, I do want to ask a question because we were talking about traveling earlier into different places but you're one of the few people who actually really enjoy taking pictures in your small little coastal town and not everybody lives in a small coastal town but for you like what are the benefits that you see of being able to continue making photos in your own community oh you've got it easy um i think i get it there's a better, better connection, especially, and I'm sure you guys are, are all aware of, like, and you've already touched on it. I've heard you all speaking about this. Um, you do get that connection within the community that you are around, and you're able to form relationships with individuals and understand what the place is, what it's about, and everything else that's going on. So for me, I've built this rapport over the last sort of seven, eight years now, just from this few hundred meter stretch of the seafront. So that's, that's really powerful for me. And the fact that um, I can also spot anything that's out of place. So literally it's like walking into your home and if someone's been in and, and changed something around, mm-hmm. chances are you're going to spot it. You've got um, peak season as well, haven't you? You've, I've you've got, got fresh holidaymakers in Saturday, changeover day. That's it. It's, um, so we've got six weeks of school holidays for the, uh, all the kids. So literally, this is my peak time to make new work. Right. I've already made probably about, I think there's about 10 images I'm happy with in the last few weeks. Um, I haven't been out that much, but when I've been out, there has been a lot of opportunities. And this is what I wait for all year round. I shoot, I photograph all year round, come back with nothing. And then this time of the year happens, and I'm just I'm buzzing about pressure. It. So, it's, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm trying not to give myself any pressure, but if I can get out and just make a few friends. You know, it's just about being happy, isn't it? So, if I can be out, be happy, see a few drops of ice creams. I'm going to be, um, yeah, yeah. The scent I'm stuff is really strong. 
thank you. I feel like I've gone in a different direction with that as well. It's quite, it's um, quite, it looks a fine art. I don't know if there's the correct term. Yeah, I'm not really I've, gone, down. I've gone pretty, haven't I? Yeah, yeah, very pretty. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. I was scary territory. That's yeah, front pictures. That's where, where you know you're going to win your awards. So speaking of that, uh, the Leica Historical Society, they're doing their yearly annual. I told you I was going to bring it up. I'm just really upset I brought it up so late. They're doing their yearly annual give me your money so we can find the best uh, photographer to sponsor contest. And, um, oh, that's it. It's really weird. Like, you have good concepts. You have, I'm not talking about you personally, I'm talking you as in general, as like the people. Like, you have good concepts, you have good ideas. But a lot of times you have to remember when you join, like enter these contests, who you're trying to show the photos to and, and what you're trying to win. So while, yes, we all understand the importance of making the photos for ourselves, right? If that's our intent. Like a lot of times if you're trying to win these contests, you have to kind of remember who you're catering to. So, uh Photo selection probably plays a big key in it. And I only say that as more as you were saying, your work's changed. So it does help, mm. but I don't know. There's all kinds of different mixed emotions and feelings on the subjectivity of photography. And I'm still upset like a historical society of America about your last year's award winner. Great photographer, by the way, but super, 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 super disadvantage for everybody else but i mean you're, ricky I, I i guess on some level you're like it, it, you have to kind of just acknowledge that like there's politics and all these things mm-hmm. and sometimes they know who the winners are before they're even going to announce it yeah. or sometimes mm-hmm. they're thinking like or they're like oh we gotta we gotta if this person has x following or x amount of notoriety so if we award them it's going to give us as much illumination as it's going to give the photographer you know so I don't know. Did you see her uh, accolades? I don't think she needed any more. She had like a whole yeah. bibliography of everything uh, she's won. Okay, so, but then Nobel Peace Prize so, and all types of stuff. So. But then take that to the so then think about think on that for a second. So why would they give an emerging photographer award to somebody who has that much experience? And I think that gets back to are they trying to validate their award by acknowledging people who already have been validated so then their award becomes something more than just a bunch of crusty guys sitting around talking about old dual-range Summicrons, which is probably what they do in, like, a historical society, right? Like, you know, they, yeah. they for the most part, it's probably, like, a lot of dudes with, like, old, like, the shit talking about the good old days, right? So it's, like, old dudes. you know... So, old dude, of right? which I am one. So I'm an old dude. Yep. So, so maybe on some level they're like, Hey, you know what? We've got to acknowledge a, a, a female photographer to expand our audience so that we get more women in this program. Maybe they want to give the award to somebody who, who's got enough work that like other sources are going to look at their award and say, Oh, this is like a serious thing. There's all that political aspect of it. And then some of these things are just straight up, you know, things to make money for these organizations. So I, I don't participate in them just because I think that most of them are just, they're just going to make, you know, unless you just like have money to burn 
and you want to just throw entry fees at these things and on the chance that you might get one once in a while. I think all these photo online photo contests are giant fucking waste of time, money and, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and psychological being, but that's, but, um, but I think what Ricky is really trying to get at is like, and what you're kind of touching on is, um, just be transparent. You know what I mean? Like they put it out as if it was a, a new and upcoming, right? Don't even put that down. You know, if I'm, if the back, if the backstory and the back end and the marketing deal is, Hey, we need to make this, then don't even put that disclaimer. And then we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't be maybe, hanging out. Be upset on anything. Maybe it's because I'm, maybe it's because I'm older, but all my life I've been saying like, Hey, why isn't this more transparent? Why isn't this more fair? And you get to a certain age in life and you're like, because what is, yeah. That's life, man. I know, but that, know? that's where I mean that's where the rub is at, right? Yeah. So yeah. again, yeah. that's why I get back to that's why I get back to Ricky. Like the things, look at what you're doing for yourself with your podcast, and all the people that are paying attention. You had John Cryler on. You had uh, Nate Calamon. You have people from Leica come and be on your podcast. You have this community of photographers who have all this huge audience. All these people coming and talking to you. That means way more. You're doing your own thing, building your own world, manifesting your own thing. You're not going to something saying, "Please look at my pictures here. Let me take my fifty bucks." That's bullshit. What you're doing is so much more real and so much more important than that. So fuck that. Spend focus on day. Beep beep. Did you join? Did you join that contest too? Were you part of that contest? No. No. So. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He's obviously disgruntled as well. So good thing there's no Peter, man. So the point was John. John was one hundred percent correct. It wasn't that she won. I'm not discounting the woman's art, uh, photography abilities at all. I seen her work. It's amazing. All the awards she's won, well-deserved. I am not discrediting her at all. What I am um, disagreeing with was, like he said, it's is for new up-and-coming photographers, right? So for, like, I would have been more happy if John Hendrick won, if James... I would have been happy as well. Um, for the record, <laughs> I would have been happy. <laughs> for all the listeners, I can't get his James out in the forest of the Dean Moverly. Yeah, yeah Moverly. Oh, I can't. Um, James mm-hmm. Moverly. He entered. I would have been cool to see him win. I would have appreciated a true up and coming photographer actually winning that contest. And it probably would have sparked me like, you know what? Okay, maybe now next year I do have a chance. And I'm not saying that politics don't play a part in that. I absolutely do. It's about who you know, who you are, whatever. But I think if you're marketing a contest for like lesser known photographers, then you have more chance of uh, repeat customers, more buy-in the following year. I don't know if the same people are going to join this year maybe they're just hardcore lhsa fans and they want that q3 this year but yeah i just i didn't agree with their selection for the actual term or all right so is there so bro do this get somebody to donate or buy or we'll all chip in 50 bucks Mm. and give away a 240 start your own photo award you curate it you announce it, 
You do your own thing. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, that, is, that is what I'm this is. I'll, that is what you're already doing. I'll do that. You're already doing building that. So, right. so do that. Think about all the photographers that come on your podcast. You tell all, if you said to all of us, "Hey, could you guys throw me fifty bucks because I want to? I want to buy like a two forty and give it away to an emerging photographer, and I'm going to come up with a panel of curators, and I'm going to be the main judge, and I'll get like it. I'll, I'll get somebody to sponsor it, and it. you know, and we'll do it every year. Do your own thing. LH, Let me, LSPC award. Hey, I did have a, a yearly award last year. I didn't have a prize to give out, but I did have names. So, yeah, if people want to start doing. I that, heard. And I wasn't on the list, so fuck you, Ricky. This <laughs> <laughs> was rigged, dog. You just went over it. It's all rigged, it's bro. All rigged. <laughs> I know. It's all rigged. Hey, I already. I should have said, Ricky, I should have. I should have. Rewind the podcast and listen to it, I bro. I already you just knew who was going to be the winners, exactly. right? I know. It was already so, chosen. I wasn't even in the running. Come on. No, no. So all I, I want to know is when I come out and get an email about my winning. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually glad you brought that up because like early on in the, the beginning stages of these group podcasts, I tried to do and introduce, it didn't catch on, but I still would like to host that where I selected like random judges to do like photo critiques and I still inspire oh, yeah. people to do yeah, that. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to be on the panels because I wanted to make it known like, okay, this is not my bias. These are people who have their own opinion and they're really well versed in photography and making photos and all that other stuff. And it, I, I actually really enjoyed the session and I think it had been really good. I think now where my podcast is at community wise, as far as how many listeners are starting to catch on, it might catch on and evolve into something else. So I wouldn't mind hosting uh, annual awards with an actual prize given out, but yeah. Watch this space. Say again. Do it, soon? man. What, what's your PayPal account? Just, just <laughs> oh, uh, it's on his. Uh, it's on his link. Oh, okay. Hit him up for a donation. No, but if you guys are serious, <laughs> I'll, I'll include PayPal, and we can we can do that, and we can start it. <laughs> And we'll be, I, you know, I'm all about transparency all and, and all of that stuff. Hey, we don't know until you try. So. Exactly. I think more. You do is, a press release, you brand it. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, well, well yeah. we got a publisher here. So now we can actually start publishing. Oh, um, oh LSPC Which I also tried to do early on was kind of a physical version of how I have the, the LSPC Instagram account, publishing other people's work and, you know, including their stories. So there's a lot of stuff that's going on and people are doing, but I came up with it first. Bro, if you did a book that was the best, the, the best unknown like a photographers in the world, and it was just a, a book like the way that Wes does them, and you published it, you put out a press release about it, whatever, you asked for submissions from all over the world. You'd be curating thousands of photographs. You could have it be your thing. Say it was curated by you. You know, you'd get a lot of love from all of us. From everybody who listens to a pot, to the podcast. You know, you could you could make a real dent. You you've got everything is there. Every single element of this uh, of this is there for you if you wanted to do it. 
It's true. Yeah, just let me yeah, work behind the scenes because I know these fucking contests you don't fucking win, so I don't want to submit shit. So yeah, I'm, I might as well be working behind the scenes so people can bash me. <laughs> you were an honorable mention, so I think you're discounted from that. No, John's the smart one because he gets paid. He'll he'll do the graphic design, and he's the only one of us who'll get a check. Everybody else will get a. A picture in a zine, and we'll be like, Look at my picture. You'll show your wife. <laughs> yeah. You get a credit in like, coupon. That'll be a coupon like, in the back check. of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets one free zine. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm gonna fish there. I'm heading out now. So, have fun. Awesome Good luck. You I hope you find Good some luck on your photo walk. Good luck, man. Yeah, uh, nice to see you, Dan. Sorry. Yeah, nice I'm a to see you as well. You um, follower. I've been harassing you in the comments and all sorts. So you you have. <laughs> I do yeah, like a nice uh, comment harassment. <laughs> no, just you know, you've got to communicate on these things, and a lot of people don't want to comment. And I'm all about commenting yeah, and we're, talking. We got that. Uh, it's a jam public. But, jam public. Unless there's another James in the chat, and they'll get confusing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. What are you shooting with today, Dan? Well, I saw you packing up there. I'm kind of. Uh, I've got my M11 um, I've got a yep. 35 on at the moment Micah uh, has sent out a 28 which I'm just trying out so uh, yeah, yeah you've been seeing any stories and then the nice. I've got my 50 as well which I'm doing some I want to try and touch on some por- more portraiture bit of that. I'm throwing into my work this year so nice. if I can get yeah. something I don't know maybe get some also. good northern tourists oh there'd be plenty just, well. just came back Good to speak to you all. Um, I, I know I haven't really spoken a lot, but I've listened to it, so it's been really cool listening to everyone's and wisdom. You're good. All right, guys. Um, have a good day, evening, wherever you are. Uh, Ricky, thanks for putting us on, mate. Oh, and um, I'll catch you all later. Yep, have a good one. All right. Enjoy. Peace, all right, cheers, guys. Actually, actually I'm going to jump in there and say my farewell to you guys. It's about quarter past one in the morning and um i'm gonna go and get some sleep <laughs> i'm down in sydney so um it was nice to yeah. chat to you guys put a face to some instagram names and so forth and um catch you on the next one thanks ricky yeah no worries and, and thanks for joining Good. i know every time i throw these you uh, the times are always thrown off um yeah but- it worked this time because i just like we've just had a baby so i was up feeding feeding like a three-week-old baby <laughs> just crying in the back so uh yeah i'm gonna go and try and get a quick three hours sleep before i have to get up again <laughs> no worries yeah i have another podcast to record after this one but i got a, i got enough time for a nap so yeah. but that being said kind of start Great. wrapping it up so any last minute questions for anybody out there and we we got Dante who's who's in here who hasn't said anything and Chris just jumped back in too. He he just joined. Yeah, where's the driver? There was someone in the car, wasn't there? Chris. That's Chris. Yeah, that's Chris. Chris. Yeah. No. Jesus Christ! There he is. There he is. He can't get his Bluetooth to work. Somebody got to play the Seinfeld theme song. I just Look at him, look at him. He's yeah. talking to himself. Yeah. No, well, you know, it's, it's like a silent film Shades right now. Shades on, uh, hats I, on. I muted him for a moment. I'm going to unmute him. 
<laughs> you argue Hey guys, how are you guys doing? Dante. Hello? Dante's here. Yeah, Yo, cool. brother from Dante. another mother. Uh, greeting guys. Greetings everyone. Welcome, What's up, welcome. man. Uh, I'm all right. I missed half of the conversation, but the tail end was great. Um I spoke with um I spoken with um Dan Baker. I didn't know that that was him in here. I was actually asking him about the, the coach. Uh, because the coast is interesting. I'm thinking of visiting um, Cornwall. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Anywhere in particular? The ice cream cones got him. Um, That's his marketing scheme. Actually, is this Moverly? No, no, this is... Uh, I, I'm originally... Well, not originally, but I, I've moved from Cornwall to Austria. This is James. Oh, okay. James. Oh, James. Oh, okay. That's okay. other James. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, well, sorry, uh, well, I was yeah. pretty much just exploring the whole coast, see if I have a chance, see if uh, um, I spoke with um, James, and he was telling me that he have a, um, a camper. So anytime I get out there, he, he um, we could link. Um, otherwise, I'm just I just want to explore the whole coast, up and down the coast. Yeah, it's, you it's pretty crazy coastline. Like, huh? Not near cool. Right. I said you gotta make yeah, it. Yeah, the White Cliffs of Dover are quite cool. It's kind of it's kind of uh, the other end of the country. Like Cornwall's all the way down here and then like Dover's close to France. Yeah. But, yeah. For those on a visual podcast. Yeah, there's no visual uh, for those of you listening, they're the opposite ends of the country. It does he is listening. He has one hand to the left and one hand <laughs> to the right. At <laughs> uh, the furthest point. <laughs> <laughs> on each side of his screen. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, Cornwall's really impressive. You go down to Land's End, you got some lovely old beaches. I know you're uh-huh. not going to be on my profile, but yeah, I was, I've was. i been living in Cornwall for seven years before I moved out to Austria. So, okay. uh, yeah, yeah it's, there's plenty to explore. But the weather is pretty unpredictable. It can be sunny one minute and then you can, you know, go to the other side of the peninsula and it might be rainy and windy uh-huh. yeah do it yeah I about. what's yeah. up brother I'm telling you this is Rick that I'm sponsored okay and oh, I don't know what all you do but uh this is Dr. Valor I'm the original person that holds this event every year this is my fourth year in okay and uh, Olivia is one of my journalists that have been following me for like four years okay Somebody's so this event going on that's crazy okay. yeah yeah. Okay, what's your name? I'm I'm Moses. Moses, nice to meet you. Right. Yeah. Moses, yeah. Moses, we got so, you. Hey, welcome, Moses. Oh, no, my girlfriend makes everything. Okay, yeah. I didn't know. Uh, All right. Sorry. That's all right. That's all right. Dante. That's another live hustle. That's live. It's live in 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 indirect right now. Lifestyle podcast. <laughs> all right. Lifestyle photographer. Yeah, for sure. All right, John. Hey, Ricky. Yeah. Peace out. I gotta go. All right, no worries. Good seeing you guys again. Yeah, me oh, up. Yeah, you, you put your Instagram in the in the chat as well. I did. I'll do it right now. I'll do it right yeah, now. Yeah, that's cool. Which means we can. So yeah, where is call. everyone else from then? Obviously, Ricky's in Tokyo or an undisclosed location. Okinawa, Jersey. Yeah, yeah. In the trenches of New Jersey, not far from the trenches. I don't know where it's going. Trench to trench. Trenches, <laughs> yeah. Trenches.
I don't. I haven't done much jersey. As far as Yonkers isn't considered anywhere near Jersey, is it? No, that's still New York. Yeah, upstate New York. Well, you got the water. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Wes and I are like 30 minutes away from each other, so he's in Patterson and I'm in Newark. So Newark is like oh, ah, yeah, yeah, I city um, in, in Jersey. So yeah. Patterson is, is just like Newark, where, it's, where people say that whole small town shit that nobody really wants to take a photo of. That's where we're from. But we managed to take beautiful work in our community. <laughs> that's why I don't really be that shit, man. You go anywhere and make some. Shout out to Dolo actually because he he's probably the biggest. Well, second. Well, I don't know, man. Between him and Chris, man, the, the Chris and Chris, they they the two biggest people that was on my ass earlier in, in my uh, my figuring it out career. You know, they was like, "Yo, just go home and shoot home," and it is cool. You know, it's, there's no place like it. You get you you do start out uncomfortable because. Where you're raised is, you know, people people know you from your childhood, you know. So, like, for, for me being this for, like, 10 years, a lot of people have, have put me in a box of, like, you know, you're still doing that, that photography thing, you know, that like you're, still, you're still doing that camera thing. But, I mean, for me, it's like I, I, don't, I don't carry that. I just, I just keep doing my thing. You know, it's cool. It's cool to see. No, small town America. Uh, well, I don't want to be... That's something that's always fancy doing a road trip, just exploring. Yeah, Chris anywhere. Chris Facey is definitely one of the ones that's on, uh, that's, that's got that whole let's do a cross country trip. Yeah, he's, We're working on it. He's doing things. Yeah, not quite cannonball, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. I've only really done New York a uh, bit, very briefly. I don't know, stopover in San Francisco, so a bit of the center, and then I've done some. Houston, but that mostly involved gun clubs and malls and uh, what's the place where everyone dresses up? Medieval times? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> you went to medieval times, that's crazy. Were you on the ground or like you were just like a spectator? Yeah, yeah, on the, yeah just a tourist. Yeah. <laughs> I just visited my mate out there and he's, he's ex-army. So his, his and his wife at the time loves all this stuff, so yeah, we just got gun club, uh, medieval times, and then a few malls and, I don't know, crazy meals out. But, yeah. Yeah, that's Turkey legs. I did Austin before. I haven't been to Houston yet. Yeah, no, I didn't get as far as Austin. But, yeah, yeah, that looks pretty crazy. That's on the spot now as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's usually like, so I, I went there when, uh, when I, was, I was still photographing music scenes. Uh, there was a South by Southwest. It's like an annual uh, festival out there. I photographed that one year, and that shit was a zoo. It was kind of like New York on steroids, with, as far as like like people mass or people volume, I should say. Um, it gets a little volatile at nighttime because there's so many people. Everyone's drinking, doing various, you know, extracurriculars. Let's call it that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, overall it's it's a it's an interesting experience. Definitely I like I wasn't this photographer at the time, but I promise you if I ever go back and have like the opportunity to photograph it again, it would be nuts. Like like yeah. the, the music acts would be like just like a very small part of the, the weekend portfolio, man. Yeah, the crowd, the aftermath, yeah, the performance. What? Yeah. We have a there's a local well in Cornwall. In Devon, there's Glastonbury, which you probably heard of. 
Which story. Did. Yeah, it's, the it's probably on the other England. end of the spectrum, yeah. but it's yeah, the yeah, yeah, kind of, of uh, England. But, yeah, yeah, but that's probably yeah. I wouldn't want to go for the music. I don't mind music, but I'd probably to go nowadays. I'd probably just go strictly to shoot you gotta, the chaos. You got to shoot the festival. Oh, August. Yeah, Notting Hill Carnival's coming up. Dante's not in the room anymore. That's uh. uh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Have you shot it? it, it no, there? I haven't. Are you scared to go? Uh, it gets a bit sketchy, I've heard. Uh, I've been the, there. The Jews only report negative things about it. I'm sure it's great. It's probably really good. It's probably really, but yeah, yeah. It was fun. So a lot of the uh, warnings you get before you go, and I have to say, it's kind of like we had the conversation earlier, like there's going to be people in that, oh, I shouldn't go because I don't want to. But I had such a great time photographing it. Now it's in England and it happened to rain all day, but that didn't stop any of the fun and festivities. Um, but one of the warnings that they give you is like the the gangbangers, I guess, they like to stab people, so to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, it's still London. There's still yeah. knife crime, gun crime. I was you very know, fortunate will... that I was one of the people who did not get stabbed. And actually no one got stabbed the day I was there. So just go out, have a good time. And I guess it goes to be yeah. to that point where if you're not portraying yourself as one of those people who want to get stabbed, you probably won't be stabbed. So, yeah. 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 But yeah, you go with the right people. If you've got a good, I don't know, we'll say a good crew with you who are aware of, you know, what they're doing and that you're carrying cameras, then it's yeah different. Yeah. I'm sure. It was a great time. You know, I've, I've wandered around the streets of New York at night, Paris late at night. I'm trying to think of it as another location I've been. Yeah, London late at night. If you're quite and aware Paris, of the situation. Walking around New York late at night today sounds way different than the New York I And you would never. <laughs> Strangely, I did do a trip out in 1997 to New York. And uh, yeah, it was some, it, we were all big puffer jackets. Uh, and uh, always walk you probably like you're on a you. mission. But yeah. Oh, 1997 was was already Giuliani was already rolling here. It was like it was that was mellow. You should have been here in like 1989. Yeah, that was like back in the 80s. Man, as long as, that was that, that was, was like a record hot 97. Back, right, back in the days when the when the CIA was uh, using planes to bring things back from Central America. And making New York an interesting place. Anyway, what UFOs or drugs? Drugs. Yeah, he was pocketing heavy back in that time. You know, he was he was a wild boy. He had long hair, black glasses. All right. Yes. I mean, I I started the whole white dreadlock thing. (laughs) He means the hat. He was the one with the prop hat. Hey, yo, I don't know if y'all heard this. This is totally unrelated, but hopefully it makes your listeners laugh. Steven Seagal, I just saw, I just found out Steven Seagal did a reggae uh, track back, back in what? 2004. Yeah. Oh, back in 2000. I thought you said he released it this week. No, no, back yeah. in 2004. I was like, yo, 
he was like he was like the first Jafikin out there. You feel me? Like, <laughs> well, his his whole vibe is one love, right? So, <laughs> nah, bro. His whole shit was cool. nah, he was talk, he was talking about how he wanted Punani in that fucking track, bro. It just sounded crazy, yo. Yeah. I was like, nah, not for go. Is he in Russia now training the elite forces? Hand to hand combat. Yeah, he's training them how to lift a, a, a really overfilled plate from the buffet table. I don't know what he's going to train. Like, Akita is a very outdated form of martial arts, and I've watched the videos on how people are very effective against it. So it's not as effective yeah. anymore. Anyway, I have taken to, to the floor. Apologize for the remaining members in the room. I am going to do the start wrapping up portion. Allowing you guys to ask any last questions because I have another podcast I have to prepare for shortly. Always working hard, always working hard. Wow. Never stopping. I have to shoot somebody. Yeah, you're cutting out there, buddy. Right back up. That's it. Nobody got anything. No, we didn't hear a question. Did we hear a question? I didn't hear a question. Time for last questions, right? Oh, right. You're on our questions. Sorry, you broke up, Ricky. Yeah, yeah. No, I was asking if you guys have any questions for anybody else. No. Uh, Yeah, no, no. Just let's share some Instagram handles so we can catch up with people. Uh, And this is once every three months. It was uh, once a month, but work picked up and I was just busy. I'm trying to bring them back. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'm here to support as well. I know I didn't. We didn't quite get the timings right this time, but no, that was my fault. Yeah, I, I thought I sent you the link, but I did not. No, no, that's all good. Uh, it definitely wasn't personal. I'm sure of it. So, yeah. no, no, no issues. I got to come up with a better process. No, that's good. I like it. When are we? When are you going to go video next? When are you going to get some video podcasts going? Mm. I think I was harassing you last time for this. You did ask about it. Too technical. I don't have the equipment for it. Yeah. No. Not yet. Might be a little while. So that go fund me up, bro. We're trying to elevate. Ah, yeah. Uh, okay. We'll get sponsor. No, I don't want sponsors. Now, did you guys see that last thing? Did you see the, there was somebody posted a video on YouTube yesterday saying, and the video was titled the most important street photographer in the world right now. Joe Greer. And it was a video about Paulie B. Oh. Paulie B. Paulie B. I mean, Paulie because B. they were saying that Paulie B is the documenter of the documentarians. And so his, his work is going to be an artifact of what street photography was at this time that people come back to in 20, 30 years. Yeah, this is probably <laughs> This shit probably is it's a, it's a, a, <laughs> I see him on the street. He's cool. He's always cool. He, I, 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 I'm not going to throw him even the slightest bit of shade, but I mean, I think that might be a little bit of a stretch to say he's, he's the most important, but what he's doing, that's a, very big, that's a very big compliment to give somebody, man. That's, that's for sure. For sure. I, be the no, but I mean, I don't look at it that way. It's an interesting perspective. You feel me? I like I like the shift of thought because I, I haven't I didn't quantify it as that in my mind either. 
I like what he's doing. I do like that, but I didn't think about it in that sense. And that's, that's probably well, as, as a it's, it's, When I first saw it, I was like, what? But then when I thought about it, I'm like, you know what? If it was the 50s and the or the early or the 60s and if somebody was like, you know, talking to Robert Frank and Larry Clark and all these and Marion and Mark and all these different people and just like while they're out on the streets and we could watch that on YouTube. Cheryl, Cheryl how amazing would that be? Cheryl Dunn did it. Yeah. And she had all the legends. But like the way that he's doing it, where, he, where he's like going out every week, doing people in the moment and talking to them for like an hour, doing you know, doing it on the regular. Like, that's a clever name. Like that's a real clever name. That's a great marketing. Yeah, bro. It's, I think I think what <laughs> this is like he's he's he saw he saw an empty space and he filled it. And there's there's no real way to critique that because it's like you can't really critique him. He's just he built a platform that didn't exist, and it's a wonderful platform. And, and just him giving us no, 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 a lot no. of people behind other you know other photographers' minds exactly. what they think is going to be important for the next generation of photographers. Yeah. yeah. And and it gets back to that thing that we've talked about so many times on this, which is he didn't wait for anybody's permission. He didn't wait to be invited on somebody's show. He, his, you look at his first videos and his first videos of him just walking around with a GoPro on his chest doing his own thing. And they're not really that the videos are all right. But then when he started yeah. talking to other people, it was like suddenly got, you know, compelling. And, you know, now he's got something going on, but he did it himself. He, you know, so that's, that's the roadmap, not waiting for people to validate. That's how my, externally. that's how my Do podcast yourself. started. I didn't have guests on. There you go. I was doing solo recordings. It was it was really difficult because I didn't know what I could talk about that would be interesting. So I would literally spend hours trying to, you know, think about what I can share experience wise that I felt would be worth listening to. And honestly, the answer to that is all your experiences. Someone probably felt, you know, thought experience something similar and now someone is voicing it and they're like oh yeah i did that same thing i was there i understand i walked tokyo at that same time i was on the other side of the street i saw him doing that so yeah just don't wait put your product in the world and consistency as long as you're consistent with it you'll go and validate yourself and then other people will come and try to see what you got going on. Yeah. And when you feel ready, reach out to Left Hand Printing so we can get you right. You heard? <laughs> Shameless plugs. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> I will include all of the links that I had from earlier. I'm going to go through the room, make sure I get those links before I end the chat. But other than that, any last-minute questions for anybody? All right. Well, oh. thank you for your time. What were you gonna say, Wes? Nah, no. Okay. No, no, no question. But appreciate you guys. Appreciate your work. You're definitely inspiring. So it's more shout outs than than the question at the moment. Hey, yo, you got you, you, man. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm gonna just message it to you. No more shameless plugging. <laughs> Well, like I said, thank you for your time. Appreciate you guys being here. I will try to be better and hosting these. <laughs> and uh, it's been a while. Um, we'll see you. So 
I was just trying to let everybody go free roam, but I'll have a little more in-depth topics and points of discussion for everybody to kind of participate in. So thanks to the listeners. Nice. And appreciate your patience and dedication and all the support. And Thanks for doing this, man. I really do like the idea about just starting my own little award thing, but yeah, trying to get that camera. Do it. Any award really is going to be the... You took the words out of my mouth as well. I was, I was, I was thinking that, and then Jim was literally running with it. Mm. But yeah, do your own thing. That, yeah, that was that's my that's my New York uh, insistence and obnoxiousness. So sorry, yeah. but I hope it came, I hope I hope it came out good. Actually, I got my own platform, so I could just do this. If if there's anybody out there that would like to donate something, obviously you'll get all the credit for it. But we would appreciate donations as well, and it could be a a camera system or whatever it is you may not be using. Uh, There's some big shops out there. Yeah, 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 shops. That's exactly who I'm marketing. I don't want to take people's hard-earned Leica cameras from their hands, but there's plenty of shops out there that can afford to donate some cameras. Uh, Plenty of used Leicas and Leica and all that other good stuff. So, Other than that, I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Leica Street Photography Collective. Have a great day.